Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is the Simpsons Index, episode 133. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me today is Jordan Frost. Hello there. Here as always, except when he's not BT Calloway. Yeah, hi, hi. And brand new guest, Eddie Price. How's it going? Good, man, and thank you for joining us for The Simpsons Index. This is a podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there's a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. Now, Eddie, you're new to the show. We like to ask our new guests, where did The Simpsons begin with you? What is your Simpsons history? I think uh, my parents were going through a separation at the time, so I never went through the phase where, the, where your parents said, no Simpsons. So I just, uh, I just got Simpsons. Is that where you did the trick where you're like, well, Dad lets me watch The Simpsons. Yeah, say, so... were, were they both trying to be the cool one yeah. or let you watch? No, only one was cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the other had a race car bed. <laughs> <laughs> but no, mine's a similar story. And like, where did the series sort of drop off for you? How long did you persist? Uh, I think uh, I really got into Futurama. Like, I absolutely mm. loved Futurama. Yeah. And I think around the time that that came out, I transitioned away from Simpsons and also was getting into, you know, YouTube and other stuff. Um, and then I just never really got back into it. Yeah. Because, yeah, once you go Futurama, yeah. you never go back around. Until it gets canceled. <laughs> what's, what's the rhyme? <laughs> once you go Fry, you never want to try other things <laughs> this message brought to you by fry july that's right all of july is fry july what's your trauma all right cool and yeah thank you for joining us today and thank you for letting me subject you to some new simpsons as well so yeah we just watched an episode from the hd era this was season 29 episode 18 forgive and regret i only have regrets <laughs> <laughs> well i hope you have forgiveness too <laughs> i do not forgive <laughs> first released in april of 2018 it was directed by rob oliver written by bill odenkirk in this episode grandpa has a heart attack and tells homer a terrible secret and asks for forgiveness and turns out grandpa's not dying and then homer's resentful because turns out the terrible secret was that grandpa threw a recipe lunchbox out guys what do we think Oh man, this one's kind of a bit of a roller coaster because yeah. I keep having some like some kind of good notes and then bad notes and good notes and but it's just it's all over the place. But I think the main problem for this one is really going to be it takes so long to get mm. anywhere mm. that it's a problem. Indeed. And then it just it doesn't matter when you get there. <laughs> Bill Odenkirk related to Bob Odenkirk? Yes, they okay. are brothers. All oh, right. Okay, cool. Well, we know where so all the talent in that family so went. He's, he's the Jim Belushi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not fair. Bill yeah. Odenkirk is a talent. It's okay. just, he phoned it in. <laughs> all right. I think it's symptomatic of the new stuff, as far as I've heard, because this is one of the first new HD ones I've watched, but it's so meta. Yeah, mm, just yeah. constantly. It's a little too aware of itself. Yeah. Need to dumb it down a shade. It's still not as meta as Homer sending a gif of himself. Yeah. And, but it's gotten to the stage where they're like, we've got to market to new audience, and that's kids, and they like weird, surreal shit, so but it I doesn't mean, work it's most of the time. Like, even in place of an entire opening sequence, we just have Maggie in the middle of a cowboy showdown that's tied yeah. to nothing. You're like, ah, really this bizarre. is tied to something. No, it's oh, not. No. <laughs> <laughs> not within the uh, context of the episode, but... So this is the episode where Simpsons passed Gunsmoke for having uh... the most episodes of an episodic television show. And so Maggie killing the sheriff from Gunsmoke was 
Well, let's put it to you this way. Did you know that before you looked up the show notes? Nope. Oh, so, of the four Simpsons fans in this room, none of us knew that. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, none of us were Gunsmoke fans. I'm assuming, Eddie. <laughs> no, I was trying to work out who it was. Yeah. Because yeah, it seemed like a parody of something, but we all had absolutely no idea what the fuck was going on. So, therefore, yeah. it's a bad bit. Yeah. yeah. No, for real. And I'm pretty sure none of us were even 10 years from being alive when Gunsmoke finished airing. Oh, yeah. Probably not. So, yeah. <laughs> Do you think if Maggie had lost that jewel, they would have had to just quit? Yeah. Because <laughs> the baby's dead now. That's yeah. going to be sad. Oh, so, like, once you murder a baby, I think yeah. that's it for you, right? You've jumped Usually. the shark. you got to quit right then and there. Well, that should actually be a new segment on this show, Maggie's <gasps> Kill Count. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And then they could have a tie and everyone can be happy. You know? Yeah, all the Gunsmoke fans, exactly. all the Simpsons fans, because yep. there is no crossover there. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's hook into the questionnaire. BT, for better or worse, what's a moment from this episode that stands out to you? Okay, so Grandpa's on his deathbed and he's like, Homer, I have to confess something to you. I'm like, first of all, we've already done this mm-hmm. with Herb Powell. And second of all, it's like he whispers it to Homer, so we spend the next what, five minutes not knowing what the conflict is, and we kind of assume, okay, maybe we'll never find out. It's meant to be, you know, a driving force element, but then we find out what it is, and then that's the plot. So we take about 70% of this episode to find out what the main conflict is. Like, no, 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 do that way earlier, because there's no reason to delay it. If you're going to delay it, delay it all the way till the end, or put it in the right in the middle, because that's how plot structure works. Or if you're going <laughs> to delay it, make it something fucking satisfying. Yeah. yeah. I.e. a Herb Powell-style yeah. revelation, not just, I threw your fucking recipe book. Like, I get the sentimental value in everything, but this is hardly, like, anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Was there any point during the episode where you thought that the secret wasn't going to get revealed? Yeah, no, I thought after a while, I was like, okay... Maybe if they haven't told us when he told Homer, yeah. they're just going to, you know, keep it off and we're never going to find out because what it could it possibly be would be the driving force. There was just a point where, like, I felt like they showed their hands. Like, like it was definitely going to get revealed at some point. Mm. So just get to the point. Like, yeah. don't fuck around for another five, ten minutes. Just, just do it. Just get it over with. For five, ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and how about you, Jordan? What's a moment that stands out to you for better or worse? <sighs> I originally picked, like, something different. But then there was this moment, like, 90% through the episode where it was just really jarring. It was the bit where Abe is like what we'll loosely call abseiling off the mm-hmm. cliff. Yep. He says, don't try and stop me. Like, you know, I'm going to do it or whatever. But he doesn't know that Homer's behind him in that stage. But then like Homer's there and ties himself and they fall off the cliff. And then the family's up the top of the cliff. And I was like, this is cut like a dream sequence. Like cause yeah. it just shifted so quickly. And then like there was no passage of time or anything. And it was just like, is this a dream? Am mm. I, is it going to be revealed to be a dream? Because this is so bizarre at the moment. And then there was they were falling, like, they cut to the family and they had these weird... What was that? Dream bubbles above their head. Does anyone remember what they were? Yeah, I'm well, to... Marge was worried about Homer, Lisa was worried about Grandpa, and Bart was worried about the branch they were snagged on. And I kind of like it as a joke. It's a weird visual mm. thing because you can see their individual dream bubbles and it's a little odd, but would I kind of like it. Would it have been better if Lisa was the one worried about the branch? Yeah, that makes sense. But, yeah, worried about trees and all. Yeah. I like the implication, like, past, like, oh, my favorite branch. Yeah. Mm. It just stuck out. It stuck out, even. and Stuck out like it a branch out, out of a yeah. And it just took me out for a second. I just had to kind of recalibrate my brain. Yeah. Yeah. And much like Grandpa doing the cutting the thing only to fall, you know, on the nearby bed, it's just 
the pointless fake out sort of feels mm. so emblematic of what's wrong with this episode. Yeah, especially mm. because they fell down the cliff facing down. Yep. They definitely saw how far away the ground yeah. is. Yeah. Even, even if the bed wasn't there. Even in the bed, you would have survived. Like, even old man, brittle bone kind of guy <laughs> would survive that fall. Definitely. Yep. And yep. how about you, Eddie? For better or worse, what's a moment that, uh, from this episode that stands out to you? I had a great gag. I think one that made me uh, outright laugh at the start was um, when they were in Marge's car going somewhere yeah. and Homer put up that screen. Yeah. And oh, that, yeah. that in itself was, you know, like, uh-huh, funny. And then he does it again to Marge in the front seat. Mm. With another screen. I think that uh, that really got me. Yeah. The absurdest misdirect as well. Mm. But yeah. It was a really good misdirect. Yeah. But then I guess one of the things that stood out to me the most was the song numbers. Oh my god. Because one yeah. one song's, you know, okay, fine, you did that. But yeah. then to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> and they both take way too long as well. Like yeah. one's recipes in place of the word memories. Yeah. And it's about pies. And okay, it's a bit long, but fine. This is meant to be a sentimental core. But then Homer sings a song about hate. and Oh, I, yeah, that yeah. is Time in a Bottle by Jim Croce. Okay. I have his album. What? He died very young. He looks like he's like 60-year-old, grizzled kind of All Sam right. Elliott, right. but he died in a, in a plane crash very young, and so wow. he only released like one or two albums. Oh, and that was a very up. famous song. <laughs> Actually, you might have heard it recently because there was an Apple ad with Cookie Monster baking cookies, and he's like, okay, Siri, set a timer for 30 minutes, and then it starts playing Time in a Bottle, and Cookie Monster is there like anxiously like chewing his hands because he can't wait 30 minutes yeah. <laughs> anyway I like right. the line in the song Homer said there never seems to be a, a time to hate the things you hate mm. and, I, and I thought to myself I'm finding that right now <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah no. oh there's time that's yeah, right now. Time. <laughs> and it brings me to a line that from a million ways to die in the west that I love like there's nothing stronger than mutual hate you know mutual hate can move mountains you know yeah, <laughs> in true. a way hating something together is more important than loving something together <laughs> <laughs> as this truly unites us because yeah the fucking songs man this is a problem that we've come into with like the simpsons parody songs in that when they do a ballad it's exceptionally excruciating because it takes so long to get to the jokey rhymes Mm -hmm. like most of them are pretty good but they need to be like the quickie mart song it's that bpm or higher well, even then, if you're doing a ballad, think of like uh, Homer's When I Was 17, I Drank Some Very Good Beer. That's maybe, what, 15 seconds? Yeah, exactly. And it's just it's four one lines. verse. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's perfect. Quickie Mart or See My Vest or mm. any of these songs where the well, joke- See My Vest is a masterpiece. Yeah. So. I know. But part of the joke <laughs> is that how quickly that fucking rolls. You don't have mm. time to absorb the last joke before the next one comes along. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, goodness, what stands out to me from this episode- yeah, I'm just going to go with the opening thing with the pickled egg joke. That like I found that oh, so unsettling. Yeah. That was yeah. some body horror from like early Peter Jackson day kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, that was so gross seeing those eggs like stick out from his skin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> unsettling. Kind of right. liked it for the joke. Oh, after this, we're going out for omelets. I like. Uh, yeah, that was okay. Yeah. But then the whole like Mo grabbing the eggs as Homer was like firing them, and then yeah. the whole fucking laboured. Oh, I'm using them to play pool with. Uh, no, they're going back in a pickle ditch. <sighs> Fuck that joke. Yeah. No, actually, what I really wanted to talk about was the whole escape room thing. Mm. And oh, I yeah. was like, why are you leaving this? There was so much more yeah. meat left on that plot yeah, bone. I was about to say, when you asked before, at what point did you think they were never going to reveal what it was? I thought it was the escape room because it was going to be like, okay, this is our plot. Yeah. They're going to be in the escape room for the most of the rest of the episode. Yeah, and then, no, they're just good. like, uh, escape rooms are stupid. Bye. Yeah. You know... <laughs> I have to disagree with you because that was actually one of my upvote things. I'm like, you know what? This could have been a really labored escape room sequence that mm. lasts like five minutes or something. And I'm kind of glad they just cut away because escape rooms have kind of been done in a lot of other shows too mm. now. 
and I've seen all the jokes. I know this came out, what, like five years ago? but Last year. Oh, okay, what? well then I take yeah. that sentiment yeah. back. Yeah. I don't give a shit. And I was kind of <laughs> happy that they didn't just be like, oh, let's do all the normal escape room things and oh, they're going to have conflict, but they're going to have to figure out that, yeah, you need to work together. I'm oh. not saying it would have been a good plot. Okay. I'm just saying that's the <laughs> right. point in pacing where you put okay. the main crux of your yeah, plot. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. But why'd they even introduce it? The that's amount of time po- it was there. Yeah, for like a joke. Well, yeah. two jokes. One to say that mm. escape rooms are trying to save dying moles and another to electrocute Homer. Actually, I did an escape room yesterday. Oh, really? It was quite topical for a teen event. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. we were blindfolded and handcuffed, so I was kind of... Holy shit. Yeah. And hum- they're like, welcome to Guantanamo. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And it wasn't actually an escape room. It was my bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds but like a did fun you have a room. Good time. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys escape, though? Uh, with a minute less than we were meant to. Yeah. So it went over time. Oh, so you died. <laughs> yeah, the, the guards came for us. Yeah, okay. <laughs> was that your first one? or No, I've unfortunately done one before. Yeah. <laughs> Can we um do an escape room index? <laughs> yeah, this review. is the escape room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once that door is shut, you have 15 seconds before it starts like filling idea, with water. We have to review the episode while we solve the puzzle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Live escaping. Yeah. Oh, like, we can Twitch stream it. <laughs> why do you think all yeah. the cameras are here? I was wondering about that. But why are there so many in the bathroom? <laughs> oh, that's just private. <laughs> that's the other escape room. You got to find a way to. Um, anyway. Um, <laughs> Don't uh, tell me, I want to figure it out myself. <laughs> so anyway, I actually would have been okay if the rest of the episode was like a bottle episode. Yeah, actually, that would have uh, been fine. Because, mm. I mean, I know what you're saying, Jordan, in that escape rooms are trendy, therefore a lot of TV shows have done them, and they'd probably be retreading a lot of the same ground, but, you know, the Grandpa Homer dynamic is a very interesting one, and it's mm. worth exploring, and I think in the confines of an escape room and doing a bottle episode, they could have done that, and... It would have been a way for them to hold on to the secret until the end as well. Yes. Play count. How many times before today have you seen this episode? Merciful God, never. None. Zero. Yeah, this was my first time as well. Ooh. <gasps> yeah. I mean, I could have beat you if only I'd watched more <laughs> crappy Simpsons. There's so many of those where it's like, I damn know. it. I just need to subject myself to I just myself need to watch to like... season 31, yeah. So, wackiness, what were some of the cartoony parts of this episode? Homer can do the lotus position. Quite easily. That was such a weird aside to this whole fucking The Hate song. Yeah. Yeah, He's like doing a yoga pose. Yep. While uh, singing about hate. And kind of a meditative sound. Meditate. Hmm. A couple of mildly wacky bits I actually quite like. Grandpa, you know, sees the sign for like this cliff coming up ahead and he's looking at binoculars, but he's about three feet away from the sign. Oh, yeah. That got a chuckle from me. Um, I also like Kibbit's, well, we tried everything we could. And the last thing worked. (laughs) I Just going back to that pool sequence... How much money did Mo pay to install that mechanism? <laughs> and how good is he at pool that he can do one break and it sends all the eggs? Funny answer. Uh, one paid for the other. He hustled pool to <laughs> right. pay for the uh, rigged that pool makes table. Sense. And especially, yeah, because they're oval-shaped as well. Mm. Like That's going to mm. really throw off your angles. Yeah. I, I mean, even just balancing them yeah. in the first place in the triangle, very impressive. He's mm. wasted in that bar. Yep. The, like, yep. <laughs> I can't believe like a pickled egg's that hard as well. Like, wouldn't have the pool cue just gone through it? Mm. Gone through yeah. the first one, or even if it didn't, just fucking. <laughs> oh man, the yolk would be all over that felt. I, I actually, I don't think Mo can afford felt. It's probably yeah. synthetic grass. Rats. And then yeah, that would have fucked it for sure. Mm. You can't get egg yolk out. 
<laughs> I can see yeah. on your shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've had this shirt one day and it's already ruined. You um, didn't even eat eggs. Yeah, I know. It's just <laughs> what the hell. I think I'm probably flogging a dead horse here. It might be that I haven't watched a lot of the new stuff, but it feels so much more surreal than it used to when yeah. they were yeah. sort of grounded in realism. But I think one thing that stood out because it was just so pointless was when they were outside the retirement home and Bart told Lisa to leave her body. Yeah. And she did. <laughs> yes. She's yeah. like, oh, okay, I'll do that thing. What? what? <laughs> and, and it was all just so they could show that Lisa could leave her body and then Bart could slap her while she was out of her body. Yeah. And I didn't really get the gag. Yeah. I was thinking as well, I, I wrote this down as best gag, although I've written that down twice, <laughs> which is giving this it's episode too so much credit. It's full of great gags. It's Nesta. <laughs> yeah. But um, the NCIS thing. Yeah. yeah. yeah gun okay. firing guns. And, yeah. Oh my God. And then just, yeah, guns just raining down. And... I lost it. I did like that. Like, And even in an episode where there are a lot of those long drawn out gags that like, that was one that I appreciated. The people turning their head and cocking their gun yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think because it kept escalating yeah at first it was just like mark Harmon, and then i don't know why they didn't choose to parody the other people in ncis unless the ncis cast has drastically changed since they i last watched it probably has. <laughs> but, yeah man jordan you know who sang that hate in a bottle parody yeah and you, and you know your ncis <laughs> yeah, exactly. as well I, you know what? i used to watch ncis because it was on it was yeah it was 7 30 <laughs> on a thursday or something and we'd like be eating dinner yeah yeah it's on yeah. it's kind of the mm. Polly Parade is kind of quirky and yep. that's cool. Yep. Anyway. But I love that so much because it started off with that meta theme again with Grandpa saying, my favorite show in CIS currently in its 17th season, which yeah. was, uh. but yeah. then they moved into Grandpa saying how good it was that they're doing prompt investigation of US naval crimes. It's like so important, yeah. which yeah. was a great gag. Yeah. And then they moved into the gun things. It's got better and better. And it was such a break from yeah. what was... Yeah. Raises a really good point though. There's been multiple like naval crime shows like JAG yep. and NCIS, and I'm like, how, how bad much crime is the Navy? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's multiple NCIS. Yeah, like I, yeah. that's my favorite part of NCIS is like, how is this possibly going to be related to naval? Things? Yeah, <laughs> this guy was in the Navy for 12 days. He was dishonorably discharged. We're still investigating. Because that's what we do. Yeah. We're NCIS. NCIS Wyoming. You're landlocked. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. We're still crime. Can I just say though, in this moment, I found. It's so jarring, and this is such a weird thing for me to focus on. That little Ottoman that Grandpa yeah. had, which well, oh, it's got yeah. a weird amount of front and center focus. Yeah, and it's just so ornate, and it's like Grandpa brought that from his he, place. He and... obviously did because he's like, "Well, I'm like he was a jerk about it." Let's yeah. be real. Oh, no, he's I like, wrote down Grandpa equals dick in this. Yeah, because oh, yeah. he's like, "I'm gonna tell you, and you have to forgive me." And once you've said I forgive you, I'm gonna just rub it in your face for the rest of the episode. Yeah. What a cock. But yeah, in a world where everything's drawn so cartoony and single-coloured, like that fucking ottoman, just yeah. I couldn't stop looking at well, it. Well, maybe one of the animators was like, guys, I just bought this ottoman and I, <laughs> I love it. I'm just going to put it in the episode. Is that all right? And they're like, we're not going to stop you. Maybe it was the opposite. It was like a guy brought an ottoman to work and everyone made fun of him. And yeah. so they were like, let's put it in the episode as well. Just like immortalize your stupid ottoman, you fucking yeah. uh-huh. the other- Reggie and his ottoman. <laughs> yeah. With that ottoman, it's an interesting point because I, I wrote down specifically how how well drawn the bleachers were when they were at the mm. car show mm. with the grime yeah. and the dirt. It was like HD bleachers, which yeah. is such a weird thing to focus on when you're cartooning. Yeah. No, there was actually a lot of really high-end animation in this bit as well. Like, I'm pretty sure during the Demolition Derby, like yep. the majority of the cars were like 3D rendered as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. The Matrix shot when it was like they were flying through the air and yeah. stuff. Mm. I'm like, oh, that looks quite good. The only other bit of wackiness I had was the escalation of Abe throwing the lunchbox off the cliff and then the coat rack, like pushing the coat rack that he somehow pulled from his car, mm-hmm. and then just like pushing the entire car 
yeah. off the cliff as well. I'm like, no, nah, it, it didn't pay off for me. Yeah. My last bit of wacky note-ness uh, is the announcer's voice, which, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this demolition derby, y'all. We're going to get wrecking. It was, I kind of liked it. Yeah, I liked it because he was doing his best Richard Attenborough yeah. for Truckosaurus. And yeah. then he's like, all right, now I know what you're really here for. <laughs> the yeah. fuck was with Truckosaurus 2 as well? Yeah, oh, like, I uh, love you, Spiel, but what? Yeah, yeah, that was dumb as fuck. I don't understand. I don't know if it's a cartoony moment, but I liked, um, I forget what his name is, but Brandine, I know the, the wife's name. Oh, Cletus. Uh, Cletus. I liked that they were in it because I feel like they don't get a lot of airtime. Mm. But then I didn't like the that they uh, about suicide of their favorite cars. Well, kids, mm. you know, movie cars where well, they're all going to commit suicide right yeah. now. I'm Cletus. Yeah. Well, don't do that. Of HD Simpsons, it's probably one of the better Cletus yeah. bits because often it just descends into we do meth or we cook meth yeah. or we're inbred and yeah. Yeah. we yeah he's never one that they hinge a plot point on it's just quick aside weird joke yeah about meth incest or all of the above so yeah that it was about suicide was like well that's a refreshing change oh god that's still horrifying mm. you know if they mm. were going to make a cars reference they could have been like thank you father for bringing us here with the money he made from voicing that tow truck in that cars uh, movie or something like that you know like it's <laughs> a long way to get there but sure yeah but like <laughs> anything to burn larry the cable guy yeah God. so how about the heart of this episode you know in an episode about grandpa and homer's relationship did you feel the bumps i did not you know what i didn't like the song but i kind of like the pie sequence and of young homer misunderstanding his mother's message about you know and oh i've learned food equals love and mm. trying to explain that's why he loves food so much i guess but and that's the origin of his weight yeah pain. it was kind of sweet the, the like fact that cobbler. homer's mother's love for him i mm. say homer's mother's because i have temporarily forgot her name mona <laughs> mona yep thank you and the guest star for this episode was glenn close returning once again as mona simpson it's weird it didn't mm. sound no i thought like it was a, definitely a, a sound alike yeah right. mm. like charles ray yeah, yeah. not a um, bit I didn't yeah. love. So, you know what? Like, with the heart of that, it would have been fine. It's great to just show us a story where, you know, Homer has this love of his mum through food and that's just yeah. entrenched. But then they had to go and say it. Mm. And that's the biggest issue where mm. I think he actually said, didn't he? That's, you taught me food is love. Yeah. yeah. It's like, just, yeah, uh, it was like so on the nose. The writers are sitting there going, hey, you know the rule, show, don't tell? Yeah. What if we showed and told yeah. oh my god guys where's my isn't that doubly as good <laughs> yeah, yeah surely <laughs> it's show and tell at school <laughs> yeah <laughs> and look there is something sweet about that moment but the problem is yeah the song was like what three four verses or mm. something and most of it was just listing various pies yeah and it was stretching out the premise like mm -hmm. a pie dough you don't stretch it out too far like, Ooh, you, someone kind of made pies. me hungry. <laughs> yeah, can we get pie. Yeah, <laughs> sure. You should have baked a pie. Damn it! Mm, if only you'd known. Yeah. yeah, and it was the kind of thing where they had to use the animation to undercut the song by doing other things, like having Homer scrape birds' feet into the pie crust. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, that was weird. I thought he was doing like a, the what is it the. Four and twenty blackbirds black baked in a pie. That song. When the pie was over, the birds were like shit. You're lost yeah. already. I have no idea what you're doing. You're teaching me so many things today, Jordan. To lay before a king. Yeah, something like that. I That's can't remember right. the name of the song. Did you not have a childhood? <laughs> well, what yeah, is but it was all to do with see my vest, see my vest. Made it <laughs> ah, right. Sing a song of sixpence. Sing a song of sixpence. Thank you. Yes. And then there's a whole thing about like, oh, it was a recruiting song for pirates. And it's like, no, bullshit. Thank you, Snopes.com, uh, for sponsoring this section of the podcast. 
Wild Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> so how about the heart between Grandpa and Homer? How do we feel about yeah, that? There's a that... reason we've already deviated from that question. There is none. <laughs> yeah, that was like an anti-heart. What I didn't understand was why Homer, on this day, was so caring towards Abe when he's shown that he does not care. What, on the heart attack day? Yeah, if he lives that or dies. That seems pretty extreme. Yeah, I know, but like... It's he's... a refreshing change from the episode where he let Grandpa's kidneys explode. So you're saying yeah. he doesn't need a new muffler? <laughs> and then at the hospital, and Abe's on his deathbed, and yeah, maybe that would, like, actually seeing your father, like, close to death would make you go, oh, of course, like, anything for you, Dad, but that's so usually out of character for Homer that I didn't buy it. Well, that's kind of what's disappointing about the episode to me is because they really built it up like Grandpa's in trouble here, and then, mm. like, as funny as the Hibbert joke was... Just to quickly deviate from that, like, mm. was sort of a letdown. I was actually kind of going, it would be very interesting if he did die. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't want it to happen necessarily, but it's been 400 seasons. It's maybe, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it wouldn't be... I dropped my pen. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go off my pen on, instead of finishing that thought. Look, watching Beach try and swing his chair to get to his pen. Comedy gold, people. I'm glad the cameras caught that. Y'all missed it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the other thing about the heart that's sort of disappointing with this episode is that, like, I don't know why Grandpa was mad at Homer. Yeah, because he was like, oh, you said you forgive me, and then you didn't, but no, it didn't make sense. You're trying to get him to forgive you. Stop being a dick. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that didn't make sense to me. Anyway, ultimately, though, guys, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Not really. Well, uh, I guess no one's entirely out of character. It just feels so drawn out and then so rushed all of a sudden and then so drawn out again it's it's paced like fuck yeah <laughs> so it's hard to feel like the characters are behaving like themselves because everything's so erratic and just scattershot yeah i'm sure you've done this before and it probably gets said a little time with these new age episodes but for me as a newcomer to this it's just there's so many times that they make a comment that's beyond the show something that's so meta mm -hmm. that it feels like every character is aware that they're in a show yeah which yeah. is frustrating for me as someone who liked the originals yeah mm. i'm gonna say there's a bit where bart goes ah oh, hey grandpa he always calls me buddy or fella first of all no he doesn't second of all it's been 30 fucking years we know he doesn't do that yeah it's a joke you could get away with in maybe an earlier season but it's been so long and like you said they're so meta at this point them claiming they know something about themselves that we know is not true yeah. is just much more glaring the other thing with that sequence was that Marge and Lisa were really keen to get on the hating mm. grandpa bag on when usually one of either Marge or Lisa yeah, um, will, be... will be like, oh, you really should forgive your father like it was a long time ago or mm. he's done so much for you since and say yeah. something like what Homer says later is that like you stayed with me. You did take care of me in your own way. That would have been what at least one of them would have said yeah, and tried to point. play the kind of... But they're all on the hate train. Yeah. it was that's... Especially for such a relatively small transgression when, yeah, the greater point is Mona left. Like, mm. yeah. Uh, yeah, that frustrates me now the more that I think about that. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Jordan. Yes or no, would you watch it again? No, there's nothing to get from this. Definitely not. No. No. Simple. Now we get into, what would you change about the episode? We'll start with you, Eddie. I only have, well, okay, there's a lot of things, but I'm going to pick one. <laughs> so, at the end... So many things. Homer says something along the lines of, I wish this could have all been tied up in a little bow. Ah, uh, yeah. And what I instantly thought about that moment was that they really could have done a callback, and he could have said everything should have been tied up in a neat little package. Yeah. Ah, and I would have yes. loved that. <laughs> and I left that, and I said, okay, whatever. But then at the end... They tied it up in a bow. Yeah. And that frustrated me. And he says it out loud again. Yes. Just in case you didn't get it. 
foreshadowing. And it's not like, oh, I'll go to the back room and get the recipes. Nope. Had them on my person all the whole time, despite working at this yep. restaurant for 40 odd years. Every time I need a recipe, I untie this bow. Pick out the one I want, and then afterwards I, put it back and yeah, retie I've the bow. I've never worked out a card catalog yeah, system. Exactly. I haven't upgraded to digital. <laughs> I haven't been able to afford it. So it should have been a neat little package. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And anything else you'd like to change? That said a couple of things that I didn't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're working on the time machine. How about you, BT? What would you like to change about this episode? Man, I think have us hear what Grandpa says. He doesn't have to go through the full explanation because he doesn't need to explain to Homer what was in the lunchbox. He could have just said, "You remember that lunchbox your mother left you? I threw it off a cliff." Yeah. And then at least we have some mystery Ooh. of we know yeah. Homer knows what's going on, but we're not saying they're going what what is possibly worth this. And at least then there's a bit more air of mystery because like, why was this lunchbox so important? And then you can yeah. get into it a little bit more and drip feed that information instead of just exposition dump right when the whole family finds out. Because it leaves your audience in the dark and then we get nothing from being in that dark. It just slows the whole thing down. And put the goddamn main conflict in the middle of the second act. For fuck's sake, that's how act structures work. <laughs> Jordan? Yeah, I think to achieve that, Beach, mm-hmm. piggybacking off that... You probably don't need the destruction. I was about to say the other thing is the only thing you need to get this episode rolling is Abe needs to have a heart attack. Yeah. You don't need to have Homer reversing his car into a light pole and some guy walking up to him and going, Hey, that was the mayor's favorite light pole. Give me five hundred dollars and I'll make it go away. And then somehow give you five hundred dollars. I'll give you five hundred dollars. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And then somehow, despite the fact that that's the opener, Homer is like, Oh, my car's gonna be in the demolition derby. It's like that wasn't the deal you made with this person that you just met. Yeah. Maybe Why did we have this whole him? sequence? No, yeah. Like, it was so weird. Why not have him go, gee, that's a bit of an old clunker there, fella. Mind if I buy it from you for $500? Yeah. yeah. Done. And then that gets you to the demo faster, which you don't even need, because then Grandpa just needs to have a heart attack. and actually have to be in the demolition derby. <gasps> Breathe. Sorry, I have a little bit of a tangent on that. You know how he did that whole sequence where he, um, the car was bought off him and then he went mm-hmm. home and told Marge, etc.? Yeah. Did, he wore a new jacket yeah. when well, he was at home? I think it was meant to be the next day, but I'm not sure. But why? Ah, yeah. was, it with the was he meant to, he, was he meant to abort it? That's yeah, I mean. maybe. I mean, he spent money on the windows, like the plexiglass soundproof yeah. windows. But yeah. was that all of the money? Maybe he bought himself a fancy new jacket as well. And a fancy new waterman. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did kind of like the line where he walks in. He's like, Marge. Like, oh, whenever you say Marge like that, there's some kind of bad news. Marge, Marge, Marge. Well, he opens he his a... shirt. He's got a Marge shirt. Yeah, why did he have a Marge shirt? Because he's uh, saying Marge more. Yeah, it's but... other ways to say Marge, Jordan. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> like that. I liked it. Okay. But yeah, yeah. if you got rid of the destruction secret, like you were saying, if you can have Abe have a heart attack in any other way, and then devote the rest of the time to maybe Bart and Lisa, even like doing a bit of investigating or something. Just because I love Bart and Lisa team up. Everyone loves a fucking Bart and Lisa team up. Yep. Yeah, but just like finding some, the someone trying to figure out, oh, maybe Bart and Abe still having a good relationship, right? And so Abe enlisting Bart to help him find the lunchbox for Homer. And then if we don't know what's actually in the lunchbox, they can look for it without knowing its significance. Yes. And that's yeah. fun as well. Because, yeah. yeah, that was the other weird thing about Bart being on the H-Train is because it's something we've discovered in the Simpsons history that pretty much since the Hellfish episode... Bart and Abe secretly have a really good relationship mm-hmm. and they're really good friends. Mutual, you were saying before, mutual hatred yep. is yeah. a great motivator. Mutual hatred of yeah. Homer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just quickly, as for what I changed, it's pretty much recovering it. Like, I don't mind that it was a secret, but I think the secret would have been better explored if it was in the context of the escape room and then mm. they could have brought it up. And, you know, if the family's also watching on the screens and they can hear and everything, yep. then that sort of would give you a break so it didn't feel so much like a bottle episode. 
I think it's just so disappointing that the escape room is not where they took the episode. It was just there for a gag. Any other musical moments that stood out to you? Oh, I did kind of like the parody, like Sarah McLaughlin. Um, but it was but so why? pointless and out of nowhere. No, it was pointless, but at least it was short. It was mercilessly short. And the lyric, I can't remember the exact lyric changes or whatever, but like, no one will give me a bone or something like that. And like these sad puppy dogs just like looking up at the camera. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, oh, it was uh, so dark. Yeah. You, you <laughs> so sick dark. bastard. Yeah. Laughing at sad dogs. It was dogs. so cute. No, I wasn't <laughs> laughing at it. I just liked that, you know, they were parroting the. Yeah. It, what's the RSPCA in America? Is it still the RSPCA? No, because R is royal. So, so it wouldn't be SPCA. Yep. <laughs> ASPCA maybe something like that. Yeah. Anyway, and the other one was that yeah, the hit the road jack one. Charles Ray. Not no, I thought funny. it was funny that they mentioned that because I did feel like it didn't sound like the original. No. Yeah, so at mm. least you can explain it in Mo Carter Ford, Ray Charles. Yeah. Sorry, just on a not musical moment for that moment. Mm. I love that the love tester was back in that. Yeah. Yeah. Random. At least that has been a staple of Mo's yep. bar, except they do reference it, I've noticed, quite a bit since that initial mm. episode. It pops up every now and yeah. then. Yeah. All right, we're at the end. Eddie, do you have any other notes? I'm looking forward to watching a good episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We still got one more between now and then. So, and the teens is such a coin flip. (laughs) Yeah, Jordan, any other notes? Yeah, a couple. Sorry, I did not like when Homer is like, "Well, I'll take your car and you'll take the bus." We'll be couldn't remember who he said he was, but and you'll be Rosa Parks, and I'm like, "Yeah, I do not like that reference." Be like rock bands or Rosa Parks. Yeah. Don't like that. Rockstars and Rosa And that Park, sort of felt like cool. it was a drop plot point as well, like that this was going to be an episode where Marge has to you take know, the bus. bus. That could yeah. have been a good mm. B story. No, not a good reference to make, guys. Uh, She's especially... a famous bus rider. How many oh, of those we God. got? <laughs> yeah, was that a rip on Seth McFarland? Meth McFarland? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I noticed that. And a weird, like, Billy Joel stab as well. Yeah. Like, a very drunk Billy Joel. Well, <laughs> I kind of like that. He's got so drunk he did a demolition to yeah. I mean, remember when he did those concerts with Elton John? He was, like, plastered for half of them, apparently. Really? And, like, coming out when Elton would do, like, his part of the set and, like, lounging over Elton's piano and stuff. Like, he was wasted a lot of the time, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, when I saw him in New York at Madison Square Garden, <laughs> yeah. he, he was quite on top form. Oh, and yeah. that was Motherfucker yeah. actually sang Uptown Girl. It, like, Good. it's wow. such a bad song, but it <laughs> yeah. made me so happy. But it's, like, yeah. fun bad. <laughs> yeah. And because it was, like, around Christmas time, he had a Santa hat on as well that he was, like, twirling around. Like, he was off his piano for that one. Well, maybe nice. he was drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, think about it, Elliot. Think about it. You you went to say off his piano. I thought you were going to say off his chops. <laughs> <laughs> off his piano is the Billy Joel version. Yeah. <laughs> when he's not playing piano is when is when he's, he's, he's yeah. drinking. Yeah. Side note: I put nutmeg on on rice pudding, not cinnamon, but that's just me. Um, Edgy. <laughs> Uh, this is the I think the second index in a row that I've been on where there's been a sentient hubcap. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the sentient hubcap playlist. Yeah, is this the origin of dough? It's uh, meant to be. Allegedly. Fuck that joke. Mm. Fuck the fuck it so much. Yeah, and when Marge like slices the apple, he just eats the whole core. I mean, I'm assuming Mona. there's still a store. Co- yeah, fuck. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> eatable complex or something. Did um, <laughs> edible? Yeah. <laughs> Silent treatment joke was average at best, and you saw it yeah. coming a mile I went off for so long. <laughs> that yeah. it was so telegraphed as well. Yeah. Oh, that's just like as ineffective as the silent treatment. Uh, and now we've got to spend a minute in this world now. Yep. And there was another telegraph joke as well when 
they were like, oh, Homer just doesn't want to get out of the car because of how much the car lifts. Yeah. Then the car lifts. Uh, Crazy. Fuck. Um, and and walk last walk. one was kind of like when they're eating the pies at that diner or whatever, and, and Lisa's like, oh, this is how I imagine jazz tastes. <laughs> mm. like, Always with the jazz. Always with the jazz, yeah. <laughs> That yeah. wasn't too bad. Weird HD Marge does not like jazz and is really resentful of Lisa. Yeah. How about mm. you, BT? Any other notes? Well, Jordan kind of covered all of mine except the last Sucker. one. Where, oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I don't hold a grudge at all. Uh, no, just the very last one. I was like, well, this diner was struggling once, maybe because of our position underneath a cliff. Yeah. So that was pretty good. All right. Well, it's time for my final notes. Now it's time and now it's time for his final notes. Elliot's final notes. Final notes. Uh, <laughs> is there an echo in here? <laughs> Please turn off all cell phones and holster your truck nuts. And they actually showed oh. the fucking truck testicles. Yeah, Sorry, I, I wrote that down because I want a pair. <laughs> a little sack for my nuts. Yeah, yeah, like weird... ironically, or yeah, like get real big ones. <laughs> yeah, like a sweaty ones. Balls. Yeah. yeah. There's a weird legal dispute between the two main companies that make that over who did it first. You're kidding me. Yeah, <laughs> that is a fascinating fact. There, there are some like law documents I really want just because the things that the judge has to say. It's like, so you say that you created these truck nuts first? Yeah. Truck Nuts with a Z is obviously a derivative brand. <laughs> it's funnier than Truck Nuts with an S. And they all had little velvet bags yeah. for them all as well. Well, yeah, where, where do you store your Truck Nuts? Also, are they making a commentary about the people that go to Demolition Derbies that one of them had yes. one of those giant brick phones with like the aerial coming out of it and everything? Like it was like a one of the old desk portable phones that you used to get. Very weird. Mm. Not everyone can afford iPhones, Jordan. That's yeah. a good it's point true. because also on the start where they were talking about the Demo Derby, there was a big sign that said no overt racism. Yeah. yeah, if you can prove racism, free cola. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, lots of... I'll like, do a lot for free cola. So, lots of subtle racism that you're supposed to pick up on, obviously. Mm. Yeah, look for the clues. In the, yeah. And clunky bit where Flanders just inject himself into yep. the window. Yeah. Like, again, this joke didn't need to be here. It was clunky. It's dumb. Oh, and I'm pretty sure that when the recipe cards are falling off the cliff and the waitress lady is picking them yeah. all up, that's a reference to Edward Scissorhands. Oh, uh, maybe. I was like, Matilda or Harry Potter, maybe? I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> it's time to rank this thing. On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was just sneh, you give it participant. But for the positive rankings, you got OK Bronze, Good Silver, Excellent Gold, but for the best of the very best, you give Cubic Zirconia. Now I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. I'm going to give this a participant. It's just a simple fact. I don't hate it enough to kick it in the pit, but my God, there's a lot that I hate about this episode. But, you know, even going over the stuff, there's some jokes that I kind of like, but four things that made me laugh out loud, so not enough to push it up into the positive. BT. Man, I'm right on the border and I don't know which way to fall because, yeah, I got a couple of chuckles out of this one, but then it's just such a mess that I really don't like it. And to fuck up something like Mona Simpson, which is such a great heart touch point. But then again, they've fucked it up a few times by yeah. this point. In the yeah. teens as well. Yeah, honestly, I feel like yeah. I can't hate it enough, unfortunately. As much as I want to, as much as I've like got the foot hovering over its face and I want to kick it into the pit, I won't participant. All right, Jordan. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. Like, I don't care. <laughs> um, about this episode we always say it like a failure is much more fun to watch yeah because it actually stirs up emotion and this didn't really and it had opportunity to like i could see an episode like this maybe being a bronze or silver but mm. it's not great they put so, it together better yeah and eddie finish it off I think when I'm trying to go to sleep tonight, lying in bed, I'm not going to be thinking about this episode, about <laughs> how much I hated it. So I'm going to say participant. Yeah. Also, I did laugh out loud once. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's got that going for it. All right. Well, unanimous participant. And this will be the 
Oh, there's a few from season 29. This what will a be, surprise. This will be the fifth episode from season 29 to get a unanimous participant. Oh It'll be joining the Surfsons. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, which yep. is like this weird episode anywhere. They do like Simpsons, but in medieval times, and it's not like contextualized by anything. It's just oh, they're in medieval times. Surfers in the medieval surf. Yeah. I, yeah. Thought, I thought it was Surfer Simpsons. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, they um, wipe out. They don't have a wraparound. It's just, hey, imagine if Game of Thrones starred the Simpsons. Yeah. Kind of. Also, yep. be joining Left Behind, where Flanders left the Leftorium behind. Yeah. And, um, oh, that's a double pun. Yeah. Wow. Neither of them are good. Yeah. <laughs> good Which is actually Simpsons an interesting Thrones. thing. It's like it's such a shame they wasted that because, like, yeah, of course the Leftorium couldn't survive in brick and mortar retail anymore. Yeah. And over the years, it's become like a mid more kiosk. And then in that episode, it's gone. But then that episode sucked. Mm-hmm. Also, King Lear, where we meet Moe's family. Oh, yeah. His father, brother, and sister. That sucked. And also <sighs> Fears of a Clown, which we reviewed with Hottest 100s and Thousands. That's where Krusty quits his show to do legitimate theatre. Theatre? Mm. He's tried that a few times. Yeah. yeah, he's quit to become Bill Hicks and, yeah. <laughs> and do like and almost beat poetry. He quit on a black to do and clown, white. proper clowning as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> All right. And now, before we move on to the teens era, is that reputation justified? Is that reputation justified? Justified. <laughs> Dennis Perkins of the AV Club. Dennis the Wildcard Perkins. What's he going to say? He gave this a <laughs> B minus. So for them, this is actually like bronze or less territory yeah dennis you're getting boring it's been like b something for the past like eight <laughs> reviews b's quite high that's a high yeah, rating yeah well av club's sort of weird where a is like the spectrum of good b's the spectrum of mediocre and then c's like they're bad mm. and d is their absolute worst yeah d but, is a complete fail but yeah. d's like kind of worth watching because yeah that's like your room level stuff anyway he goes on to say Abe supposed a deathbed after a demolition derby heart attack scare. This deception forms the backbone of a story that aims admirably high, emotionally speaking, but despite a fair handful of decent gags to go along with the heart, forgiven regret just can't nail down the Mona-esque mix of sweet and savoury like The Simpsons could so effortlessly do about 523 episodes ago. I, I mean, mean that, yeah, that, it feels more like a C, C plus yeah. than a B minus mm. from what he's saying, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> Dennis. I feel like he was on point with that one. Yeah, though. the commentary is on point. Yeah. I just don't agree with his rank. <laughs> All right. And now let's move on to the teens era where we're going to season 19 right at the end of the teens oh, era. Oh, no. Where we go to watch He Loves to Fly and He Dolls. What? <laughs> just from title alone, does anyone know what this episode could be? He loves to fly and he dolls. As in D O H S? Yeah. Wait, oh. it's not. He loves to fly and annoyed grunts? No. Yeah, it's usually <laughs> annoyed grunt. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know they abandoned that at some point. Uh, Good. All right, well, let's see. We'll be back. I'm worried. I'm a flies. <laughs> <laughs> he discovers the power of flight. Does that do anything for yes. you? Yeah. How about the power to kill you? <laughs> And we are back, and we just watched our Teens Era episode. This was Season 19, Episode 1, He Loves to Fly and He Dolls. First released in September of Aught 7, it was directed by Mark Kirkland, written by Joel H. Cohen. In this episode, Homer gets a taste of what it's like to ride on a private plane, and the family hire him a life coach to help him achieve the dream of being a guy that rides on private planes regularly, but he doesn't get the job. Guys, what do we think? I mean, it's an improvement. This one (laughs) has a cohesive plot, and it moves the last one. It seemed longer, I think, yeah. maybe because there was more content to it. You know what? Controversial opinion, it seems. <gasps> yeah. 
I really like this episode. Yeah? Yeah. I had a good time. Well, you know where the door is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You are banned, and we will eradicate your existence from this podcast. Just be like, what do you think, Eddie? Good point. Thank you. All right. <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't hate it. And no, I, just, I, I, didn't, I, I did not hate it. I didn't it. love it. I guess it was good overall, yeah. I think also because doing this podcast with you, revisiting Old Simpsons, and realizing how good they are, puts everything into context about like yeah. you, I didn't necessarily appreciate them when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but now it's like, God. You had it so good yeah. back then. <laughs> Your writing was so crisp and now and now. Well, let's hook into yeah. it. Eddie, for better or worse, what's a moment from this episode that stands out to you? <laughs> the Extractor. Yeah. <laughs> I love The Extractor. And I didn't love it just because it was, you know, a zany cartoon moment in itself. Mm-hmm. But then when he was delivered home yeah. by The Extractor later, that was good. to ring the doorbell as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. Because mm. especially in that moment, I was like, wait, they didn't even go to Chicago yet. What are they- oh, they're still going to Chicago. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. this could be a, a one and done for the plane. Yeah. I dug that, yeah. How about you, BT? What stands out to you from this episode, for better or worse? This is a weird, again, a memeable moment from The Simpsons with the at least you tried cake. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's what this comes from. Yeah, that was the main thing that stood out to me. Because like I said, a lot of these weird memes actually come from episodes you really assume most people wouldn't have seen. Yeah, Marge Crumping is like a season 18 episode or something. (laughs) Yeah. Old Man Yells at Cloud is in like a terrible episode, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the three kids and no money... It's yeah. from yeah. like crappy oh, teens. That is a horrible episode. Yeah. <laughs> so there are like dedicated meme lords who just watch <laughs> The Simpsons like, bingo. <laughs> we can use that. We have chosen this moment to be replicated throughout the internet. And how about you, Jordan? What stands out to you from this episode for better or worse? I'm going to answer your question with another question. You son of a bitch. What year did Seinfeld end? 99. Okay. Because the itch and scratchy episode in this episode was very uh, was reminiscent like, of the What's like- the deal with airplanes? Am I right? Like, oh, there's always some fat guy sitting next to you, and then your elbows get bumped by the trolley. And I was and just then like, your arm this gets is- ripped off by the trolley, this- and a screaming yeah. baby makes your ear explode. Yeah, this is like an itchy and scratchy version of a Seinfeld bit from like the mid 90s. I don't know. Airplane travel is evergreen, and you know, with the rise in discount airlines, you know, that experience, I was like, well, it's at least better than Jetstar, you know? Yeah, sorry, I just... Can you edit some slap bass in behind you <laughs> saying <laughs> that <laughs> sentence? <laughs> sorry. I think also because I'm, I'm so fresh to this again, but seeing an itchy and scratchy bit was so refreshing. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Brings it back to the mm. old days. And it, it was great at the end because, you know, there was all the typical gore of an itchy yeah. and scratchy, but then at the end, the worst part was that they were stuck on the tarmac for more time. Yeah. <laughs> Remainable. Yeah. Yeah, which, man, I feel bad for Americans because that's more of a thing over there than it is for us, being stuck on the tarmac for multiple hours. Yeah, like, really? Yeah. Actually, yeah. when we went to Japan, we flew JAL, and getting out of Sydney, we left exactly on time. We boarded, and the plane left 15 minutes later. Like, it was impeccable. And then on the way back, we were on the tarmac for half an hour because the captain said... We're ready to go, but Sydney Airport doesn't open till six, oh. and the, uh, like air traffic control have told us to wait here. And I'm like, this is dumb. This is really stupid. Why don't you make the flight seven thirty if we can't say. leave till eight? <laughs> anyway, doesn't matter. That's weird. And, yeah. But I also like that uh, you know a city's international airport is like, no, nah, no, nah, we're closed. Yeah, yeah. Can't land here. Fucking Sydney, get your shit together. Yeah. Have True. shit open between ten p.m. and six a.m. God damn it. And what stands out to me from this episode? I'll say actually the guest star of this episode, Stephen Colbert playing Colby Krause. Uh, you serious? Uh, yeah. I wanted to ask that. I thought I, it was. I didn't 
like really recognize his voice. And I'm like, why did they make him yeah, look like cold air? Signature <laughs> voice though. Yeah, I thought it was a nice pivot for this episode to take to have this motivational guy for Homer, and like it led to some of my more favorite gags from this episode, like where Homer's like pounding himself with the fucking staple gun, and he's like, yeah. "Here's some advice: stop doing that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very simple advice for a direct, very good. Yeah, yeah. He did a weird audio joke though. Oh, we just need some background noise for four seconds, and yeah, which again in this episode not so much, but a lot of the HD ones really do lack background sound. It's like. Take your own goddamn notes, Simpson. Why did he hold the mic like over his butt? Some like yeah, reaction background, background music, background butt from yeah. the butt. Right, yeah. I see. Butt ground. Emma <laughs> got background sound. <laughs> yes. Toots. But yeah, what do we what do we think of Colby Klaus? Kraus? Kraus. Colby Kraus. Great character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was... Fast Colbert's, talking, motivational. Colbert does good voice work. And really. he didn't make any Hobbit references. Yeah. What? He's a mad Tolkien fan. Yeah. Ah. Franco came at him, tried to like school him on, on Tolkien knowledge, and he just took him down. Oh. Um, yeah. There we go. <laughs> Nerds! I kind of thought it's going to be like, a, hey, this is some guy who's not actually that good or there's going to be something wrong with him yeah and then later on you see him like eating a I do tv like say, dinner i'll be honest no i'm not that good at this yeah <laughs> well i thought it was like a weird turn to take because like he'd been absent from the episode for so long at that yeah. point and yeah. having that kind of made me wish he was there a bit more or at least have an exit line of homer you got the job you've always wanted there's nothing more i can teach you yeah mm. Just wear those bowling shoes. Or just, like, have him sort of make the point that, yeah, I know how to motivate people, but I can't motivate myself or something. (laughs) I I don't know. Yeah. I just, I really wish that... Coaches don't play. Yeah. Yeah. Play count. How many times before today have you seen this episode? Never. I actually think once. Yeah? Possibly. Possibly once? I don't think I've seen it before either. No, not, not once. Yeah, I know I've definitely seen it before. It's not one that I've actively revisited or anything, but so this episode also has the Im- importance, in quotes, of being the first episode to air after the movie. Mm-hmm. So they reflected this in a big, long movie tributing couch gag. What do we think of this? I loved that Spider Pig was back in it because Spider Pig was the best character of that movie. No, yeah. No question. It was that, but... strange because they showed both things that happened at the end of the movie and the beginning of the movie at the same time because they had the city destroyed Mm -hmm. but then Homer still had the pig poop thing tied to the roof of his car. Like that's what started the conflict in the movie so it was weird that it was like all happening and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There was a thing about like on Imager and and someone made a comment about like the Simpsons movie blah, 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 blah. And someone went, you liked the Simpsons movie? And I was like, yeah, right. Like, who likes the Simpsons movie? It's so crap compared to the thing. And it got downvoted to hell. People really like the Simpsons movie. And I'm confused. Have they seen classic Simpsons? (laughs) I've not seen the movie since cinemas. So I don't really have a lot to reflect on. But that's the thing. It hasn't stuck with anybody. Like, who've only watched it once. They think they like it. I I think I think I like it. Yeah. But until um, we review it and prove what the actual answer to that question yeah. is, then, uh, you know, no one knows. Yeah. No one knows what to think until we tell them. Well, I mean, I'm mixed on it. I certainly haven't seen it in a while. And, you know, my plan for this podcast is we'll do a movie special and I'll try and, like, get as many mini reviews from previous <laughs> guests as possible, like, to, yeah, chime in and we can get, like, a big 20-person consensus on this because, yep. yeah, it is a very divisive movie. I'm I'm mixed on it. Like, while at the time I certainly loved Spider-Pig, I thought that overstayed its welcome with yeah. all the marketing and stuff. Like, yeah. 
I don't think it was not funny, but The Simpsons, like, drilling it into the ground was and Yeah, funny. I mean, in, in this retrospect, when I saw Spider-Pig, I was like, oh, great, we're doing this again. Yeah. Whereas at least when this episode came out, that would have been fresh. Because that's the other thing as well, Eddie. Like, HD Simpsons have returned to Spider-Pig a few times now. Yeah. and oh. He's yes. been a plot point, he's been a truffle pig, and it's not always to the benefit. So how about the wackiness? Was this a particularly cartoony episode of The Simpsons? Parts of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the extra- extractor, that was pretty. The extractor. <laughs> Burns getting pulled through the water filter oh. system of that fountain mm-hmm. is very wacky. And coming out in one piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not sure whether that says he's just really skinny or made of rubber or what, but um, yeah, he was... He's very amphibious. Not having a good time. <laughs> Actually reminded me of that other episode we did, Beach, with the snake fountain. Uh. <laughs> Things coming out of fountains that shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a playlist. Yeah. <laughs> the car that when Homer was upset and he came home and he gets out of the car and just lets it drive through the house. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's very wacky. Very cartoony because it's never resolved either. I mean, do they not have half a house now? <laughs> <laughs> it was just ejected and Marge probably yeah. just came over with a mop and bucket <laughs> and fixed it all up. What about know? when Homer's hiding in the ball pit and Bart starts poking his <laughs> eye for like an hour? So uncomfortable. <laughs> and just the sheer will of Homer to not cry out. <laughs> immediately especially like because there were the two pokes which like yeah. all of us went Ugh. and then like Bart's holding his finger there and oh oh my god Awful. right in the pupil <laughs> yeah no that wasn't good you know what's wacky Smithers can't do his job apparently because he's like oh, I'll get the number disconnected and then he oh, doesn't ah. yeah well you want to talk whack <laughs> and some I'll join us in a corner Yep, go. Sorry, just briefly explain. Jordan's a tad only retentive, so anytime we have something that's very well known. A tad. A tad. <laughs> yeah. I think See, he's correct- more than a tad. He's correcting yeah. my explanation to yeah. give you an idea. Yeah. We have a segment called Jordan's Anal Quarter where we talk about only retentive things. So, so the guy, what's his face? Kobe Smolders. Um, what? what? What's his name again? Colbert. Colbert. Stephen what? Colbert. Yeah, what was the character name there? Colby Krause. You see how I got Colby Smolders? Yeah, not mm. bad. Yeah. She does. Um, Indeed. He's all like, oh, I'll call your boss now to motivate you. And he calls, Mr. Burns' stomach rings, and Smithers shoves a pipe down his throat to try and get it to stop. But Mr. Burns never answers it, and Homer never quits. But in the next scene, he quit. Mm. Yeah. How did that happen? (laughs) I'm Jordan. I mean, while we're here, can I just rattle off a few? Sure, as long as we're in the corner. Are we voting on this? (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no. He'll do my, it anyway. My word goes. He'll call uh, you later. Uh, why does he need to video record anything? He's there. He can just watch it. Well, so Homer can see himself. Yeah, that was another problem that I had, that that was never like a thing again after Homer did that big extended, oh, what do I do? Film this pickle relish dish for insurance. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. And that's just a problem I had with the storytelling of this episode, yeah. that the videoing never mattered yeah. beyond that in the banister gag. Staple guns don't work like that. I hate that kind of... They don't launch like that. Yeah, they don't launch at all. You need pressure on something before it will actually eject the staple anyway. Or it would just like fall out into the ground. Same with nail guns. Yeah, exactly. It's stupid. And after Homer fell down the stairs, how did Colby teleport down one floor... You never see him he stepping was over Homer. He's he was just so motivated, downstairs. he jumped out the window. Yeah, I'm maybe the retentive part now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very. Yeah, <laughs> told you. Well, yeah, maybe it was that um, gap made in the house from the car driving through, and <laughs> yeah, it had loosened the floor, and he yeah. Could. Although no, that was on the other side of the house. Mm-hmm. That was through like the dining room. <laughs> John and Daniel Connor, and as we always say, a wizard did it. Yeah. <laughs> so, any other cartoony moments? Marge eating her hair was kind of gross you never do that when you're nervous <laughs> elliot is eating his beard right now 
I'm regretting it too. I liked the idea of Marge sucking her tear back in because it's a, a yeah. thing I wouldn't be able to do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was such a bleak moment as yeah. well. Yeah. Marge just answers the call from Homer. It's a bad news. Oh, I never should get my hopes up ever. I was like, fucking Nothing hell. Nothing ever works out. Yeah, very desperate moment. Yeah. Lionel Richie just being on permanent retainer in Mr. Burns' jet, or any jet, Amazing. because later on he's in Homer's jet. Has he got anything else to do? Apparently not. I mean... I mean, Lionel, if you want to be on the show... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, probably just... Can I call you Lionel? Probably just worry about his daughter, yeah. I guess. That's about it. She's doing she's, fine. She's doing better now. Better now. Yeah. She's gotten out of that You know, a parent's, show. a parent's job is never done, so... Uh, mm. yeah. And I thought I was going to hate the song parody, but no, beer you, beer me... I, I like that. But then, one. second bite with now every word is beer. Oh, I forgot the words. I hated yeah. I forgot the words, but I liked every word is beer. Yeah, I, I did like the beer. I was saving that for the musical segment, but yeah. we'll talk about it now because <laughs> yeah. it was all, so good. Yeah. All I was thinking about was uh, hey, beer me that water. I just say beer me sometimes. It gets a laugh like a quarter of the time. <laughs> Lord, beer me strength. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's not bad. Yeah. And I did like at the end as well. Lionel Richie, <laughs> please drop your American Music Awards. There. You Why drop you yours. <laughs> I don't have any. Exactly. That's right. You don't. <laughs> yeah, that was what a, a sassy bitch. Yeah. This it. episode, something that I know we're going, I'm going back to the segment about what stood out for you, but something that was great about this episode on the whole was the one-liners. Mm. There were so many just one-liners that were amazing. I think one of the start was when Homer's going out with Mr. Burns and Bart says, have fun with your boyfriend. <laughs> He's not my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Typical teenage girl yeah. parody. It was weird that Bart was just like reading a newspaper yeah. Right? Yeah. in that lounge chair yeah, as well. Yeah, chair was he on? <laughs> yeah, in it's that like, room that's the seldom used lounge room. Yeah. yeah. Can I say some uh, anti-wacky? The opposite of was when Duffman will report this to the FAA. <laughs> that is responsible flying, Duffman. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I don't know if I liked it, but yeah, the fact that he had to explain yeah. what a disciplining hearing from the FAA yeah. This entails. will be reviewed by a panel, panel of, of three, three retired, retired pilots. pilots. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, but it was quick, so even yeah. if you didn't like it, it was over. Yeah. And also, of course, the wackiness of Homer being able to land the private jet at the end. Like, I don't know. I thought it was a fine enough bit, but I just saw the whole and now to taxi. Yeah. I saw that yeah. coming a mile away. It just. See, I'm very mixed on this episode. I don't know where I'm falling with it, to be honest. So here's a thing yeah? that you might not have noticed. Oh. Did you notice when we were first introduced to the pilot? He was a buff sunglass whatever guy. Yeah. But then at the end, when he was pulled out of the water, he was like a skinny, weird-looking guy wrapped in a towel. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, he had done heroin at this point. <laughs> I didn't, wait, when you say when you first introduced, do you mean the one... That like of Burns's plane, or you mean the other plane? No, okay, he paid right, him the right. money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything for a former marine, Semper Fudge. Yeah, that <laughs> one. <laughs> Good callback. Yeah, I do like. Did you say Semper Fudge? No, I said the correct thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that worked. <laughs> I thought it was a bit weird that yeah, the pilot. I did a lot of heroin. It's like, mm. and the last yeah. episode, me yep. and Beach did. There were we like, had a heroin <laughs> playlist. <laughs> yeah, two episodes with jokes about heroin. I don't think heroin works like that. I don't think it takes a while to kick in. Mm, yeah. I think it's pretty immediate. So how yeah. is he so like? Well, yeah, yeah, everything's fine now. According to the documentary Train Spotting, that's exactly it. just you shoot <laughs> and then bam, you sink into the floor. Yeah, <laughs> you become the carpet. Yeah, but it just seems there's so many things in these new episodes where there's lines that are just dark and heavy and don't fit with the Simpsons yeah. vibe. It's not Simpsons. Mm. No, they're trying to be edgy. Yeah, edging. Oh, and the one I forgot, Millhouse. With I love the freak fries bit when Nelson was like freak fry. Yeah, but then Millhouse went on to say, if it touches you, you get suicide. Yeah, what? Yeah. And oh, accidental suicide playlist. <laughs> yeah, 
what the fuck? Heroin <laughs> and suicide. Who started that rumor? Like, what kind of, like, weird... Well, I kind of like it because there were always, like, weird little stories when you were a kid of, like, oh, you know, you can't such and such because it's haunted or something like that. Or there are always yeah. those kind of things floating around. They probably just started from... I hear you get some... killed by a big potato. Like, that could have yeah. been... It was a real weird. kid I, rumor. I, it was definitely yeah. weird to say you you die by suicide, suicide. or whatever. Yeah. It was. No, but, um, very weird. The idea that it was cursed or something was especially fair if they'd followed through on that premise. Yeah. Very dark episode. Ooh. Wouldn't mm. air that. <laughs> what Miller House's suicide? <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't. <laughs> no, well, I mean, <laughs> Nelson was touching it. So yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of problems in the Munts household. <laughs> yeah, but we know how he grows up. We've seen his future. Mm. One of the many possible <laughs> he futures. He gets both Sherry and Terry pregnant. That's a thing. That right. happened. At the same time as that. well, or in at least a very close... Once just a, <laughs> a sympathy pregnancy. Okay. So. Uh, how about the heart of this episode? Did we feel any bumps? Just the Marge crying bit. Mm. That was very sad all of a sudden. And you're like, hmm, yeah, I wouldn't want to disappoint Marge either. No, it'd be very but I never would, Ooh. Marge. <laughs> he's, Wink. He's <laughs> Damn it, Jordan, this show isn't a vehicle for you to hook up with Marge. Well, what if why you were am go- I doing it then? What if you were going for that big promotion and you didn't make it? I wouldn't fail. Jordan's <laughs> number just would be listed on the episode. <laughs> yeah. The world would open a path for me, I and see. it would be fine. All right. Wow. A lot of confidence there. You should be a life coach. Mm. I'm wearing my balding shoes. Hello. Welcome to Jordan's motivational speech. Just succeed. Okay. Have, that's $400. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> just be like me, you know? Just, just succeed. I got $400 for this. I think it, it was good on the heart thing to see... Marge vulnerable, like she's finally yeah. getting something good in her life. You know, she's buying name brand groceries. Ooh, Pepsodent. <laughs> that, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. that music cue on Pepsodent and mm. the close up was very good. So, yeah, I, I felt that. And then, you know, her getting disappointed because Homer didn't get the job. Yeah, kind of disappointing why it wasn't more explored is the family's benefit of this. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah, because, like, if he just told the truth, Marge wouldn't have, she'd be like, oh, well, okay. That yeah. sucks. But, you know, it was, so it wasn't more that she would be disappointed that he lied to her or the money has never meant anything to Marge. Homer's always provided. Mm. Yeah. And, like, what do we think about, like, Homer revealing it all in the jet at the end? Like, I honestly don't even remember it. <laughs> Wait, did he? I mean, never I thought really... they got distracted yeah. by the. Yeah, they got distracted by the thing and he was about oh, right. to tell her. And then again, he's yeah, like, he lies, he lies and goes, oh, you know what? This isn't for me. I, I'm going to go beg for my job back. And it's like, uh, okay, you huh. don't get any real comeuppance for yeah. lying to your wife and making her worry so much, but cool. Yeah, there we go. Mm. <laughs> so that's a bit disappointing. Yes. <laughs> Plot hole. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, this is sort of where the episodes bring me down is like, I like a lot of the jokes, but yeah, the story is sort of what's mm. not quite doing it for me. And especially because, yeah, I think there is heart with Homer being dejected, you know, getting a taste of the high life and jet setting and all that stuff. He looks miserable sitting in that crusty yeah. Burger. Like, when Bart sees him, he looks drunk. I mean, I don't think he is drunk because he's just no. at a crusty Burger. Just, well. Yeah, I mean, it's possible he brought his own, but yeah, he <laughs> just looks so sad. Yeah, there wasn't soda in that cup. Mm. But also... Just try and find another job yeah. in the meantime. Like, you know, what are you doing? Just sit. Because that's what I thought they were doing at first when he pulls into the Krusty Burger. He's like, okay, he's going to work there. Yeah. But uh, nope, he's just sitting there doing mazes. Although I do like, they're all the same maze. Well, someone's got to do them. Yeah. yeah, which is a strange callback to the one where he can't successfully do the maze. He's had a lot of practice. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it's probably the same maze for the last 30 years. Yep. Another children's maze. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about, I don't know what his name is, but the rich Texan. That rich is his Texan. name. Is, okay. His, <laughs> his name is Richard Texan. I do, yeah. I do remember that much. I liked when Homer went for the job and impressed him and he said, 
all you have to do is write your name so I can read it. Yeah. And then they, they cut off. I kind of would have liked if the reason Homer didn't get the job was because he couldn't read his name. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he'd been like, Homer, yeah. J Simpson, what's the J stand for? Yeah. J. But what's it stand for? J. And then they're mm. like, kind of a who's on first bit. Yeah. And then they go you, to I'm black and white. Yeah. <laughs> and I did also like the joke as, ha ha ha, you can really tell the same joke I just told you back to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was pretty good. But ultimately, though, guys, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? For me, I thought it had all the zany one-liners, a good amount of characters and yeah. general wackiness. But as much as I liked it, I think the big thing was there was only one story. There wasn't a B story. Mm. And mm. it kind of felt... For me, it felt short, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Burns was on Burns was on the money because I noticed his shopping list that he'd already bought had laudanum on it, which I thought was quite cute. Laudanum is an old-timey drug. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like a relaxing... Like an opiate. Yeah. Like mercury. Oh, <laughs> like Mercury? <laughs> God. <laughs> I thought they were leaning into... Don't do Mercury, kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the latest trend in schools, bashing thermometers <laughs> open. Um, I thought Burns, they were leaning too hard into wacky Burns in this one as well. Like, that was a cell phone. I thought it was a lemon drop. And ugh. How yeah. small was that fucking phone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then the whole penny in the fountain thing, I thought... I don't know. There was just a we knew it was going to fall in. It would take yeah. a long time for and that I to Didn't like the Homer's. You're not a penny. After he pulled him out, like the yeah. delivery of that, especially stupid? was yeah. Because yeah, he sees him, he looks at me, shrugs, and he pulls him out. He knows. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. So I think on, on the whole, the show felt okay. The, I don't know about many other character breaks though. Like, the characters mostly felt like themselves. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah for the most part. A quick little passing bit of character I really liked is Ralph's ice cream is on the ground, but he's still holding <laughs> the cold. He's just <laughs> licking the air. I'm like, that's good. I like that. Yeah, that, that, why isn't that a gif? That should be a gif. <laughs> um, yeah, it'd be like me pretending everything is fine kind of, kind of gif. So it can replace yeah. the this is fine dog in the fire. <laughs> oh, actually, just as a line rating, you know, the cartoon, the mm-hmm. dog in the fire, this is fine. How do you hear that being said? We'll start with you, Eddie. Mm. Um, this is fine. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's kind of a. This is fine. I get more of an emphasis on fine. It's like a. This is fine. Oh, because oh. mine's like a long drawn out. This is fine. <laughs> these pretzels, yeah. are making me thirsty. These pretzels <laughs> are making me thirsty. This is bad. I should know my meme history, but is it in a um like a park ranger hat? Something like that. I'm not sure what it is. Maybe um, it has like a, uh, it's a little hat of some kind. What's that bear called from that? Smoky. Uh, like Yogi Bear. Yogi Bear. Maybe oh, it's a Yogi Bear voice. Hey, boo-boo. This building's on fire. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> it's a tiny little hat. We are fact-checking the memes. <laughs> it's more like a fedora. Mm. So it should be, this is fine, my lady. <laughs> <laughs> fedora is always funny. The yeah. fedoras. <laughs> so yes or no, would you watch this one again? Give me another 10 seconds and I'll formulate a response. Uh, Yes. I mean, if it pops on and I'm comfy. Hangover test, yes. Otherwise, no. Yeah, look, I think I'd watch this again. Maybe I'd watch it again in the context of a playlist. So what playlist would we put this in? Heroin. Heroin playlists. And Homer's unemployment. Yep. Sexual harassment playlist. Ooh. Oh, dear. With the uh, <laughs> Svetlana. Svetlana. Svetlana, yeah. Oh, that was a weird joke. Yeah. 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 She'll or do anything, you... wink, except sex. But other than that, anything, wink. I'm, I'm aroused. confused and aroused. Yeah, that yeah was... which but I, also, yeah. I feel personally attacked on confused and aroused because that's my default setting. Yeah. <laughs> Beach, can you... 
Ah! Um, now I'm looking at it. Uh, <laughs> you didn't have to. The fact that she says, like, I'm Svetlana, or you can call me, hey, baby. Like, mm. Mm, not cool. Also, the double negative playlist. <laughs> Never don't concentrate to go with the don't do what Donnie <laughs> Don't does. Yeah, or initialism playlist, you know. Yes. Uh, how about uncomfortable 9-11 jokes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where Homer's like, commercial airlines are for commoners and terrorists. L- losers and terrorists. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh. not good. I have, a, I have a new segment. Yeah? Oh, wow. Bold of you to go for it. <laughs> First time. Things you can take out into the real world. I want to take some lines from Colby, such mm-hmm. as, hello and welcome to success when answering the phone. <laughs> that's, yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Maybe that's the name of his, the name of his business. Hello and welcome to success. Colby speaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're almost at the end here. BT, what would you like to change? I think just more consequence for Homer, like, or more stakes, because, again, I don't quite buy that Marge loves that he has a new job. The point was to make him feel better about himself, not necessarily the job itself. And so her stake of, no, everything's going well, and now I'm going to be sad. It should be that he lied, and I don't know. Something about that doesn't quite fit properly. Mm. And I would just add more jokes, because I didn't laugh out loud all that much. So more make with a laugh laugh. All right. Eddie, what would you like to change? I think I'd like a, a B story either around Mr. Burns having to buy a new phone. Mm-hmm. I think that was set up well, but not explored. Yeah. Or something to do with Marge buying brand name groceries. Although I did like the name of the phone store, E.T.'s Phone Home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent wordplay there. Jordan, how about yourself? Well, I think that, that story can be improved upon. I was wondering if there could be another version of this plot where... He likes the private jet and everything so much that he devises ways that he can either cozy up to Mr. Burns and like try and be his friend and lackey, or in a darker twist, invents ways to put Mr. Burns in danger so that he can rescue him and then get thanked with dinner. All right. Wherever he wants. Interesting. Because yeah, that was the other problem I had with the episode that, okay, so Homer gets this life coach and then we have like two montage scenes of him being successful. I can't remember what the first one is. And the second one, he's just in bed with Marge, still wearing the bowling shoes. Yeah. And then he's getting all these job offers. Like, were those companies watching you burn or like, hire that man? <laughs> like, how did we go yeah. from... He included it in his resume. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, how did we go from him feeling successful to everyone wants to hire him now? Actually, hold on. He was wearing the bowling shoes and becoming so successful. Did he wear them to the interview? He didn't. That's what yeah. I was going to point out. Uh, well, is he on. gets dressed and everything and he's wearing his normal shoes. Yeah, that was like the premise of the story and they left it out. Yeah, that's sort of leaning into what I'd change about the episode is that I wish the bowling shoes were oh, his foil. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. So when Homer's like, you know, the plane needs to land the plane, he puts the bowling shoes on, and he's like, no, I still don't know how to plan, land the plane. And the guy on the phone's like, Homer, the confidence was in you all along. He's like, mm. oh, it's like that thing with the shoes aren't really the thing. It's me, uh, confidence. Yeah. And what I was going to say, like, I wish it was his foil, you know, like, because bowling shoes are slippery as fuck. Like, Yeah, on any normal surface, they're not mm-hmm. great. Yeah, or that he's wearing them out in the real world so much, he's scuffed up his shoes and now his bowling game is down. And, and he's fucking up the lacquered floor of the bowling alley and gets kicked out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's too much. I've gone <laughs> yeah. too far. But like, yeah, maybe he slips on something and fucks something up. Yeah. And there's sort of something about his dejection, which I think could have been greater explored because... 
yeah, like I said, Colby wasn't really in it enough towards the end, and I feel like that was another big letdown of the episode because Stephen Colbert is fucking amazing. Like, mm-hmm. the, he had so many good line deliveries in this yeah. episode. Sort of like little things here and there, tightening of screws. The reason why all the kids were at Krusty Burger, that could have been so much better. Well, well like, I can't even remember. It was the petting zoo, the reptile petting zoo uh, or something. Because Otto got kicked out because he rode the tortoise naked. Yeah. And then the water uh, fountain told him to do it. Yeah. Drugs are wacky, kids. <sighs> All right, we're here. BT, any other notes? Indeed I do. You forgot one musical moment, which is when they play Claire Delune. Yeah, what movie used that famously? All of them. Yeah, I know. I was trying to think. All I'm like, it's not Requiem, movies. is it? It's no. like... And just the last note is I do like motivating Homer by was like, Homer, you're going to land that plane because some guy said you couldn't. Oh, yeah. he did. Well, I'll show him. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah the character really knowing Homer and what it motivated yeah, him. And it beautiful. was set up previously. That's set up and payoff, bitches. Mm. Yeah. Eddie any, other, yeah. Eddie, any other notes? One weird thing was that when Homer was going to job interviews, he had to ask Bart for clean urine. And I want to yeah. know what drugs he's on because that's <laughs> never established. Well, I guess since the weed episode, he's kind of been in, like partial to... Mm. The occasional doobie. That's maybe, the right uh, term, maybe right? Maybe Mr. Burns shared a bit of that. What was the drug he got? Laudanum. Oh, Laudanum. 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 Yeah. yeah, maybe he shared some on the plane. That's um, true. One thing I, I liked was when Homer was going to the new job, allegedly, and he was talking about getting cozy with the lunch truck guy, and Marge mm. got super excited about a double date with the lunch <laughs> truck guy's wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Marge is cute. Oh, poor, poor optimistic Marge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, Jordan? Any other notes? It's felt kind of bad for Second City. You know, they've produced a lot of good comedians that have gone on to SNL. Um, One of them being Dan Castle and Edda. Yeah. <laughs> so I, lo- I did like when they're like, okay, I think I heard Starbucks in Siberia. And you hear someone in the news go, oh, kill a premise. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, when he's like, but that's what the coffee car said, because this is Starbucks. And we're like, eh, yeah. in Siberia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, don't cheer for them. We wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they also in that moment had Dan Castellaneta playing himself, which I thought yeah. was really clever. Yeah, that's good. The sign outside the show said, see great comedians before they get fat. Bad, yeah. yes. <laughs> I like the line of Homer going, you know, it went well, consistent with the way I told you previously. Yeah. Mm. No more questions. Yeah. <laughs> I want to comment on my note here. We were talking about like how he didn't actually wear the bowling shoes to the thing. What I was trying to write was that will come back to haunt him, but because I can't write very fast, so I've got to like you know abbreviate. I just wrote comeback haunt. So <laughs> do the, with that what you it's will. It's not creepy if you make if you don't want it to be. And the last thing was another change that I'd make. It talked about his shoe attitude should have been attitude anyway. Switch out. <laughs> Could he use the pun shoe in somewhere? Ah. <laughs> uh. I don't know (laughs) what to do with that. Um, Or me. (laughs) Actually, there was another playlist we missed. Walking down a street with various buildings Uh, fading montage. Oh, yeah, good one. And there was just a weird random Ferris Bueller gag where for half a second Homer and Burns were dressed up as Cameron and Ferris, respectively. half of what Chicago is known for. Yeah. (laughs) It's Ferris Bueller. Hey, welcome to Chicago, Ferris. Day off. Yeah. All right. It's time to rank this thing. Eddie, your turn to go first. I'm going to trigger everyone here and give it a bronze. Bronze. I'm so untriggered. That's what I yeah. thought you were going to do. Yeah. <laughs> I really thought you were going to say gold then. Yeah. I was like, that will be Cubic zirconia. a controversial <laughs> opinion. Yeah. No, I, um, yeah, I, I had a good time with that episode. I, I think that there are things that could be improved, but overall, I enjoyed watching it. I laughed a fair bit. Yeah, bronze. Yeah, well, bronze is what I'm going as well. I'm going to say, you know, 
it'll be a bronze on the spreadsheet, but anyone listening will know that I only just gave it a bronze. Like, it just felt it's like better than what normal participants are for me mm. personally. And yeah, like I said, story wasn't my favorite, but a lot of the jokes landed for me. So yeah, giving it a bronze, BT. I'm on a similar spectrum, but I'm just below it. So I'm going to give it like a high participant because I mean, the plot actually worked, but I didn't really get any good laughs out of this one. So yeah, participant from me. Thank you. And Jordan. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the fence. I'm between you two. It's a cozy place to be. You two the band? <laughs> uh, I do know the edge. <laughs> you live on the edge. An edge lord, if you will. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Oof is all I will say to that. Um, I think I'll give it a participant. I was like, you know, there are some parts I like, but for the most part, it kind of still left me unsatisfied. There was still probably more bad than good, in my opinion. So, yeah, participant. On a better day, maybe bronze, but participant today. All right. Well, averaging out two bronzes, two participants on the Simpsons Index, we average up because we're nice. This will be a dull bronze. It'll be the first dull bronze from season 19 to join the dull bronze Oh, they've all been silvers and golds and above? (laughs) Naturally. It's season 19. How could you go wrong? (laughs) Yes, of course. (laughs) But some other dull bronzes have been season one's Homer's Odyssey. That's Mm -hmm. where Homer goes to kill himself. And then that's the episode where he actually becomes the safety inspector. Large Marge, where Marge gets breast uh-huh. implants. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that was yeah. an uncomfortable episode. Jazzy and the Pussycats, where Bart becomes a jazz drummer. Groovy, groovy. Fucking Chad giving out a participant. I think it was a bronze easy. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> I know you're listening. Love you, Danny. Love you. Sky Police, where... Mm. Oh, God, yes. I love that episode. <laughs> where for like five minutes, Police Wiggum gets a jetpack and kills a bunch of people. Police Wiggum. <laughs> I like it, yeah. Did I say police wig? I said police wig. Yeah. These are things that happened. But that's not what the episode's actually about. It's no. actually about Marge running a blackjack hustle. I'll kill you all. I'm Sky Police. Verbatim from the episode. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a fucking weird trip, man. Yeah. <laughs> he sings it as well. Yeah. Yeah. He blends a couple of people to yeah. death. By accident, but he's still like... And then, no, but he doesn't do it on purpose someone. afterwards. He's like, this is remember. a good way of I eliminating ruffians. He yeah. needs a body cam. Yeah. <laughs> For real. <laughs> and also a favourite weird episode of mine, Dark Knight Court, which yeah. where Burns becomes Fruit Batman. <laughs> I have to watch that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. Isn't that... It's just a B story, right? Yeah, that's the problem with it. The A story, it's which crap. takes up majority of the episode, is like a failure, but the Burns' fruit Batman is like cubic zirconia. <laughs> fucking. I don't know if it's cute, but it's very endearing. Because uh, yeah. it's also playing on the tropes of like the 60s Batman, mm. but it's also because Mr. Burns is so inept that Smithers is actually setting up very solvable crimes for him to... <laughs> yeah, it's quite funny. All right, and before we move on, is that reputation justified? Beer, 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 beer. Robert Canning of IGN. Oh. Robert the Feather Touch Canning. A plus. Five out of ten. Wow. What? Wow. Which, for IGN scale, is one out of ten. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, they gave the Holocaust a five out of ten. That's how, wow. Crimes of wow. Grindelwald got an eight from then. I just want to make that clear. Wow, wow, wow. He says, even a mediocre episode will have a few comic gems hidden inside. The time spending Chicago is quite enjoyable. Even a great Ferris Bueller sight gag and life coach Colby delivers a zinger of a line comparing Homer's attitude to that of the United States of America. 
That's all positives. And then no, he gives it a... God damn it. I'm <laughs> cutting down the review okay, to just okay. something digestible. He's just yeah. wrong, though. All he talks about is the Chicago bit. That was the worst part of that episode. <laughs> yeah. Also, oh, great side gag. It lasted one second. Yeah. Like, But yeah, it sort of seems at odds with his like five out of ten, which yeah. is fucking low for... Robert Canning of IGN. That's for, low. For Robert Canning and of IGN. We've yeah. nicknamed him the Feather Touch, for God's sakes. <laughs> Feather Touch was not pulling any feathery punches today. Mm. Alright, now it's time we move on to the classic episode. Eddie, we've put you through the hurdles now. Now it's time to get all nostalgic and warm and such, and we're going to Season 2's Old Money. Just from the title alone, do you know what this episode might be? Uh, I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say that it's that Homer's re- related to Mr. Burns and he gets money that is old. <laughs> <laughs> not it's bad. It's the not oldest bad. dollar bill in existence, still in circulation. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Is, is that actually it? No. No. All right. <laughs> uh, we'll be back with our crack. classic review in just a moment. And we are back, and we just watched our classic and final episode for today. This was Season 2, Episode 17, Old Money. First released in March of 1991, it was directed by David Silverman, written by Jake Hogan and Wallace Wolodarski. In this episode, you should all know this one. This is where Grandpa gets a girlfriend named B. And woo! Woo, indeed. <laughs> and the Simpsons take him off for a discount line safari, and during that time, B passes away. What? <laughs> and then Grandpa inherits all of B's fortune. Mm. Hey, what do we think? Man, smashing. Good. I have many notes. I actually don't have many, surprisingly. Really? Mm. Really? I think also because, again, like a lot of Simpsons is nostalgic, but I didn't have a lot of history with season one and two. Okay. Just because I never had the tapes of it or the DVDs or anything. So mm. this one is almost like a recap because it's like I've forgotten everything about this episode. Mm. Well, th- this for me, this was from my birth year. So I oh, wow. would never <laughs> watched it from when it was actually out. From 1991. <laughs> Yeah. You wow. did not watch it in the womb? No. <laughs> and you call yourself a fan. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, this is like a classic old one we were saying before. You know, it's got that really warm, high contrast color palette yeah. of mm-hmm. old school Simpsons. Yeah. Brought me back to a nice warmer time. Yep. Simpler time. The <laughs> mid-90s. cold today. <laughs> <laughs> so let's hook into the questionnaire, starting with you this time, Jordan. For better or worse, what's something stands out to you from this episode? doesn't necessarily stand out for this episode specifically, but it's more about season two. Mm-hmm. There's like an air of season two that other Simpsons doesn't replicate as much. There's a lot more heart than necessarily jokes. Yeah, when they're still figuring out if they're a comedy show or yeah, it's a family show exactly. or what they are. Like season two has like Brush With Greatness and The Way We Was and like those kind of things where it's like it's very heart filled. And that's what really stood out is from, I guess, like season three and four, it was like gold comedy writing mm-hmm. with elements of heart as well. And, and then the good episodes is where they could blend it. But this is a this is a really kind of heartfelt episode from Abe missing, you know, his love's last day, essentially, to like him trying to figure out what he does to him, you know, eventually deciding like he wants to help people and then help like the people that he has to hang out with and, and make life better for people. It's all really sweet and nice and adorable. And I, I like that a lot. Yeah, it's almost like this episode exists as an opportunity to flesh out Grandpa's character yeah, a bit. Yeah, exactly. Which I, I don't know if he had an opportunity to do that before, but he's certainly pulling focus for this episode, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. How about 
about you, Eddie? What's something that stands out to you for better or worse? I'm going to say three things. Yeah. Nope. Immediately were Grandpa's weird HD hands. Yeah. At one point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they really pulled focus in on them at the end. Yeah. Also because, I mean, you could see all the wrinkles and everything, but also the fact that there were only three fingers, it just really gave me like an alien claw vibe. I know that they only have like four all up, but still just seeing that right in camera yeah. in close up was very off-putting. Mm. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> the second one, kind of aligned with Jordan's point, it really felt like a, a moral story, mm. much more so than the other ones. And I kind of liked that because it had it had purpose and meaning that was well rounded out at the end. And thirdly was that, I don't know if you planned this, but we started with an episode of Homer vs. Abe and ended yeah. with an episode of Abe vs. Homer. <laughs> yeah. It's like curious. Plot curious yeah. <laughs> but yeah, essentially book ended this with a yeah, little bit of an Abe story. Yeah tracked that character's progression mm. and how about you bt what something stands out to you for better or worse man just classic simpsons era writing is how fluid and well they tell a story because the first act of this is all the way up to b's death any other simpsons era would have led that to maybe even third act but this is we're to the point so quickly and so fluidly it doesn't feel rushed at all what mm. i really like from that is Abe and B are dancing to Embraceable You. We then go to like a montage of just a couple of quick scenes and then we go back to them playing on the piano and that tells you time has passed. So you get the idea they've established a relationship through that. And then to reinforce that, we know that from dialogue, the Simpsons take Abe out the third Sunday of every month. So then when uh, he's worrying about B's birthday yeah. and Homer shows up, you know it's at least been a month. And it's, yeah, it's such a simple way to reinforce the idea of transition of time and to do it so fluidly and so quickly and efficiently so we can get on with the rest of the episode is brilliant. I love that. That's like, I just wrote down, that's how it's done, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All they need to do is just go to their back catalogue to get a reminder of how to write. <laughs> it was yeah, always yeah. there. It's just you, so seamless. The screenwriting was within you all along. <laughs> it wasn't it's not because they all quit after what, season yep. eight or 12 or whatever. But say, you know. Yeah. And also just the number of jokes that flew over my head as a kid. Oh, oh my man. God. Yes. Yes. There's a rub down. And, and there's, there's a, a rub down. down. <laughs> I was like, what? Of, and even the, the follow-up line of that was like, don't you know old people deserve to be respected? Like, well, yes, I think of that, but it passes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. And I'm going to say, yeah, what stood out to me is Homan's little appearance in this episode. I like that Grandpa goes, well, you're the only shop I know. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, why don't you try Grandma's world? <laughs> but yeah, also like Homan running his little scams as well, yeah. selling yeah. matters, Napoleon's hat. Oh, what's the hat he wore briefly for one where he can yeah. April and <laughs> At least he knows his history. Yeah, it's like, you know, before the Battle of whatever it was. Yeah, right at the beginning of the Napoleonic Wars. Yeah. Because it is Abe that introduces Bart to Herman mm -hmm. in uh, by the general, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. like, it's canon. Like, you know, they do have a relationship for whatever reason. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of weird, uh, interesting little bits of canon. For instance, Lisa says she'd call her pony Princess. And when she gets a pony, she calls it Princess. Uh, yeah. And a bit of retcon where Abe says he's a widower. Uh, wow. Well, yeah. That is the story that he goes with. Yeah, I'd imagine it's, it could still be can, uh, work in the sense that that's just easy to explain. She's dead to me, yeah. which yeah. is effectively... D as good as dead. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the Mona Simpson episode, the first one, Homer goes, you told me she was dead. Like, mm. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, he does too. Yeah. My apologies. You well what, done, um, Simpsons. It's always been pretty ambiguous, I think, until the later seasons. I remember them touching on where Springfield actually is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But in this one, they go to both a dense jungle and a <laughs> tropical beach. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering where they went on holiday. Like, did they just take a trip 
to Hawaii, maybe. Like, I mean, maybe she paid. She's rich, but oh, true. I was going, where are they? So, hmm. uh, yeah, Springfield is both everywhere and nowhere. <laughs> it's a place within us all. Maybe yeah. it is actually hell. Maybe that's the whole... Uh... <laughs> maybe they're all just in the Monroe box. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It's all just and an illusion. And they're just disassociating, yeah. <laughs> oh, that Monroe box. That's you know, horrifying, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I just love the whole point of it is like, well, I believe the child will be socially maladjusted and harbor a deep resentment towards me. Yeah. You know how he started off when Marge got him to call the line? He's like, Dr. Monroe's anxiety line. Yeah. His yeah. voice gives me anxiety. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, especially like, when he's giving the option and he goes, you know, if you're a teen struggling with anxiety, press one now. Yeah. <laughs> what I like is, uh, the, again, another dirty joke I missed was right at the end. It's like, if you have trouble maintaining it, Oh, <laughs> it's like oh, I get what that means now. <laughs> Interesting. Right before the phone gets hung up. Play count. How many times before today have you seen this episode? I'm gonna say it's probably either one or two, to be honest. Uh, oh wow. Yeah, you've seen season two that little. That little, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe I just wasn't watching The Simpsons on TV when it was kind of mainly getting syndicated. Yeah, right. Or whether it's just yeah, like I haven't gone back and revisited a lot of season two and season one. Yeah, I don't know. Eddie? Honestly, I think once. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. I mean, I'd say like, I don't know, 10, 15, 20. Like, it was from reasonably high syndication on back in the day. So, yeah, a bunch. Absolutely. Which I'd makes say- it even more stunning that I'm mining new things out of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because this is just one of the syndication ones, which, yeah, I saw a lot. So, like, maybe in excess of 40. Like, season two is not one that I actually went back to the DVDs that much when I mm-hmm. got them, but chuck them on for, oh, you know, revisit the old episodes. And, yeah, oh, I'm getting something new out of it this time. <laughs> yep. That dirty joke that flew over my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how about wackiness? Was this a particularly cartoony episode of The Simpsons? Not hugely. Some of the um the things that people want to do with the money yeah. is wacky, but it's not impossible wacky, just mm. weird wacky. Like, yeah. uh, oh, well, to be honest, the Death Ray only has evil uh, really applications. Yeah, as well. So good. <laughs> my wife would be so happy I'm giving up this Death Ray thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can we, so with that, bits of like, random law. Yep. Frink has a wife? Oh yeah, he's got a son as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. he had a son, potentially. Yeah. Until he died in that uh, horrific toy plane. control toy plane. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember incident. that at all? Uh, Frink's like at an invention convention. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> uh, and he puts his son in a remote control plane and then he flies him out a window and he goes, oh, my wife is going to kill me. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. And then ever since then he's been single. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, there's this mini dark subplot that's yeah. never been explored of Frink's wife and dead son. Yeah. There was a lot of uh, kind of wacky stuff like the mystery spot, which is just a dumb mud puddle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it just in passing. They don't focus on that but at that all. That just... is what every roadside attraction is <laughs> in America. Ooh, it's mysterious. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, all the stuff that they list that they could go to, the, the Museum of Barnyard Oddities. They exist. Yeah. I've been to no, one. No, gross oh. part. Gross, yeah. <laughs> I liked... When they're on the beach, that turtle was just like gliding across that sand like it was ice. I liked that. Oh, uh, yeah. In weird animation moments, too. There was a part when they were going to the casino and they're on the bus and Otto says, everyone starts singing and they all yeah. start singing, but no one's lips move. Yeah. 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 They can't afford that. Although I do like in a musical moment, he's um, pretty sure he's do do doing to Aqualung. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wrote down Aqualung and Edgar Winter's Frankenstein. I like how, yeah, they're just trying to go along with it, but I, it's clear that they don't know what the song is, but they're just like afraid that he's actually seriously going to drive them into a river <laughs> actually that's weird because yeah old people would love that song it's about park benches <laughs> sitting on a park bench <laughs> 
feeding all the pigeons. <laughs> Isn't it a nice day? There's a picture in Abe's room at one point in, towards the start. Well, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be like a portrait of Bart, mm. but it's weirdly old Bart. It's like teenage to young adult Bart. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, yeah. there's a few actually like weird off-color moments, like when everyone's lining up, like Mayor Quimby's hair's all weird and fucking. Was it Lenny as the Joker? Uh, the Joker? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as Maybe. Jack Nicholson's Joker. <laughs> there's um, there's two moments that this exact same thing happens. So one is when. Abe's getting ready to go meet Beatrice. He puts on a red jacket, yeah. but in the mirror, it's pink. Oh. And also when he's at the store oh, looking the at fez. the hat, yeah. it's red in the glass, but pink in real life. I assumed that it was like, you know, those lights that they have at Woolies that they banned yeah. or whatever to make the meat <laughs> look more like juicy and, and uh, red. Oh, what? It's like no. pink. They used to have like pink lights, essentially. So yeah. the meat would look red and pink and delicious. And then we took oh. it out. It was kind of gray and gross. Yeah. So maybe that's what uh, Herman has. And also um, there was a part where Abe says to Beatrice that she has the bluest eyes ever, but they're just yeah. black dots. <laughs> <laughs> it is a bit weird when that happens. I will say on Beatrice's eyes as well, they do like a slight little effective thing to make her look a little bit out of the normal Simpsons world where they just put a tiny little curved line underneath her eyes mm. to sort of kind of makes her cheeks look a bit puffier mm, and yeah. higher and mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, and on Beatrice as well, she was played by Audrey Meadows. Does this name ring any, any bells? Audrey Meadows. Mm, not at the moment. She certainly does. No. No. She played Alice in The Honeymooners. So, oh, yeah. Straight to the moon. Yep. 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 AMC. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And when you said Alice, I'm like, oh, the Brady Bunch. <laughs> oh, from a That was Ann B. Cool. Davis. Right. Ah, but the that, other one. That could have been a good B. Yeah. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> so, yeah, Audrey Meadows, she'd like mostly been out of acting consistently for like the last. 30 or something years up until this point. And then, mm. yeah, unfortunately, yeah, she died a few years later in oh. 1996. Have a broken heart. Uh, yeah, that's what they say. Wow. But uh, it might have also been her left ventricle. So, yeah, I thought she delivered a nice performance. And, yeah, she'd like mostly been like a, a bank manager up until this point okay, as well. Cool. Yeah. What do we think of Audrey's performance anyway? Very sweet. Yeah. She's got a nice, like, old lady voice. <laughs> yeah. I like the scene when they're on the roller coaster, and that's mm. all very nice. Oh, yeah. there's some cartoon wackiness. Yeah. Like ghosts? <laughs> yeah. Exist. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd... stop it. They've got me haunting a family in Texas. <laughs> I do like that. So the afterlife is organized, and they just put ghosts where they need them. Yeah. <laughs> that's where they got the idea for um, The Conjuring. old lady ghosts yep i thought there was a good thing that i think is lacking in some of the newer stuff is attention to detail and and calling back on things they've established so Mm -hmm. i I noticed something that i was going to talk about in cartoony was that the nursing home was super dystopian yeah Yeah, stuff peeling off the walls and it was really gross and the reason for that was so that he could flash it up at the end Mm. yeah i did write down like they put it in pretty much any time abe's in the retirement home the roof is leaking or they're shooting pool and it's falling through the holes and it's letting you know this is a delight place and then that pays off it's really well done it reminded me of the bleachers i was talking about in the first episode because you know why do they do that there was no purpose but here there was a purpose for Mm. it yeah everything is so purposeful like that yeah you're right and yeah especially it is that much more satisfying at the end when he does up the retirement castle and and they've also kind of misdirected you to thinking that they're not going to do that because of yeah, mm. the sleazy manager at the start you know Mm. offering him a rub Rub down down. (laughs) is he offering I mean, <laughs> that's not, not established. Not right? a lot of people work there. No, so, so. there was the pill lady. Oh, oh my god, the pill scene. Jesus, uh, <laughs> the seductive pill scene. After the pill meet cute. 
All right, so Audrey, what we're going to get you to do now is just make some sounds like you're seductively chewing and eating, oh, your, swallowing your we've pills. We've done audio recording. You know that's pretty much exactly what we do. <laughs> that moaning sounds that they were doing just so off-putting. If that had been two sexy young actors, still the same thing. Mm. Really weird and off-putting to moan at that. I mean, just you forget it's a cartoon for a moment when she yeah empties the capsule onto her tongue like... Ugh. Ugh. Uh, uh, so bitter. Yeah. So disgusting. <laughs> so let's talk about the heart of this episode. Did you guys feel the bumps? Yes. Hey, yeah, Homer's relationship with Abe, and that's beautiful. And that scene where he's just crying on the couch and it zooms in from kind of a top-down view and it's lit all very dramatically. Yeah. It's beautiful. He's and sitting, sitting in the dark. Getting and... in the dark. Yeah, that was like... It's like he wants to have a close relationship with his father. Hmm. And As it, opposed to all the other ones. Yeah. And even if they didn't, they'd establish that, you know, he may not like hanging out with Grandpa, but he doesn't want to be, you know, removed from him entirely. Yeah, and when he says, I miss my dad, hmm. like, Aww. it's very yeah. sad. The delivery is really yeah. sad on that. And, you know, I really like when he goes to save Grandpa from all the gambling, and there's that speech Abe gives, and then, you know, from Rudyard Kipling quoting the poem, If, mm. and then at the end he's like, you'll be a man, my son, you'll be a bonehead! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a great turnaround on that yeah. sentimental moment. Yeah. And um, Lisa in this was what I knew her as in the early days, where she's an object of grounding people in love and heart. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Just being able to sort of go, I don't deserve it. No one here does. But if you wanted to, you yeah, no, I, I feel like that yeah, she's still she, eight. She's still eight, and still, you know, well, if you wanted to, I mean, she's still gonna like shoot a shot. Like, yeah. I mean, wouldn't you? I yeah. mean, if someone's like, maybe I'm his favorite, and maybe he'll just do it. <laughs> Doesn't need to spend all the money on me, but like a yeah, little like, bit, like ten k. Yeah, you know, yeah. And then an ongoing one k every month yeah. for every month until you die. Yeah. Here's a um question for the knowledgeable amongst you: mm-hmm. Do they Not ever me. call back to the um Beatrice Simmons dining hall? Oh, good when point. They go to I mean, it's home. always that layout from that point on. Mm. Like, there's several round tables and stuff, but I don't know if they ever focus on the specific sign or not. It's one for Elliot, I guess. Well, the retirement castle has consistently been pictured as a dilapidated, horrible place to live. So, yeah, I think in retrospect, they do, like, retcon a lot of... Well, mm. they spruced it up once, but in the intervening years, it went back to crap. Yeah. But yeah, they don't really have recliners and the big screen TV playing mm. weird off-color Richie and Scratchy, and <laughs> yep. um, they do still have the staring window. <laughs> they don't really have the like the pool table. I don't think anymore as well. No, that's in the games room. They're not allowed in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just on hard as well, like Grandpa's little montage, sad walk through the dour mm. streets and all that. I thought there was some really nice coloring on that, and there was a a reference to something I can't fucking pick what it is. Night owls. The painting of painting, Night Owls. Yeah. With the, oh, the, the Norman the Rockwell di- one? Yeah, the diner on the street corner. Oh, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, is it? No, no I literally just said it twice. It's Night Owls. <laughs> oh, okay. You're thinking of the Green Day song. Oh, you, yeah. Or the, or the James Dean poster. <laughs> Editing by Elliot J. Here to say that it's actually Nighthawks, and it's by the artist Edward Hopper. So, no. There was a bit as well. There was a reference. What was it? Damn it. Ah, the Mr. Simpson, I presume. Yeah, yeah the, that was uh, cool. Dr. Livingston, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you got that one. I heard you laugh. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there was one part when Homer was having a go about his girlfriend being imaginary and all that mm. sort of stuff. When um, I realized that Simpsons did the all your friends joke before anyone else did it, I think. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> look at all your friends. It's an empty room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of room for all your friends. <laughs> what a joke. <laughs> I know. The first bit where he's like, oh, sure. Hi. Nice to meet you. Talking to the <laughs> empty chair. Like, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Cute. So Clint Eastwood ripped him off. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Old man has <laughs> yeah. a chair. Yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, like all that sort of really helped sell the funeral scene as well. And this is like a lot of dynamics of heart here. We have oh, like yeah. relationship heart, son and father heart, and then the, the betrayal heart. And the oh great little moment of, I know she cared for me, she didn't make me a pallbearer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also a cartoony moment. How were those old people carrying that? Cartoony moment? How does his grandpa rip his own coat? Oh, but yeah. I have no son! The heart patch as well. Yeah. Like, oh my God. <laughs> So ultimately, though, guys, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yeah, it felt like the early seasons where they're still figuring out, are we just a joke factory? Or are we going to tell, you know, compelling stories? And this is more and more compelling stories. Homer isn't a butthead yet, so he's still yep. kind of this got semblance of humanity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, criticizing him for being a jerk, but he certainly had a redemption in this episode. Yeah. Mm. This was late in the season, you said, wasn't it? Like 19 or something? 17, yes. Oh, okay. Right. So, yeah. so yeah, it definitely felt like they were still fleshing out a couple of characters, but like, you can tell that those traits have persisted. Yeah. They're establishing canon and it sticks and it fits. Yeah. And what you were saying before about Lisa is so true, Eddie. And I think as well with Bart, like when he's like requesting all that stuff from grandpa, I found that <laughs> moment really cute. Yeah. Where even grandpa's just sort of tolerating it. It's the- like, Oh, and the baseball cut where the guy's flipping the boat. Oh, oh I've, I've seen, seen that. that. <laughs> I felt like that scene, it didn't sound scripted. The voice acting in it was most like real life than yeah. anything else in the episode. Like, everything else kind of felt like this is a script and people are following it and, and trying to make it emotional and, and everything else. But that really felt like an old guy just listening to his son list off a bunch of, like, Christmas gifts mm-hmm. and, like, talking yeah. to himself while he did it. Yeah. No, absolutely. One uh, character moment I didn't think was on point was uh, when... Abe first got the money and Lionel Hutz came up and gave him the check. Yeah. I wish that they would have made the money actually like $300,000 and Lionel Hutz said, and after my fee, that's one hundred thousand six hundred. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bring it back to that episode where, uh, what is it, Selma's and Patty's aunt dies and oh, yeah. she's got the video will and it's just Lionel Hutz doing a bad dubbing. <laughs> and I leave my lawyer 100,000 times. Mr. Hutz, you'd be surprised how often that works. Yeah, yeah, see, they could have done that. <laughs> I was going to ask on that, is this the first spend a night in the haunted house joke in The Simpsons? Spend a night in the haunted house playlist. Because <laughs> they've done that a few times now. And like, they've for actually real. been in haunted yeah, house. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm still trying to find out how to do that in my will because I really want it. <laughs> you could do that, surely. I mean, there's not a lot of haunted houses around. It's difficult. Like the best we got is like uh, you know the the quarantine center, but um, the, um what's the it's a tourist the trap now? Paramount Girl, where's where's the oh uh, yeah? <laughs> hey, what about where they filmed the tunnel? Oh yeah, that, that place is creepy. That ass. was that that was that one that was like it was set in like the tunnels below the opera house or something oh, okay. like that. But you or... can you can go down there now. They've actually opened up because it's it's oh, yeah, a water yeah. reservoir, so you can go down and do huh. tours down there. That's cool. Because yeah. I went to a, like a really shitty ghost tour once in Janolan Caves, mm. and no one has died there. <laughs> oh. So they were like, and in this cave, oh, people sometimes think they see a little girl in a white dress. Oh, okay, did she die here? No. <laughs> so, what is this ghost tour? <laughs> I've heard as well that like Wynyard Station has a bunch of like unused or disused like platforms as well. Oh, okay. And apparently, nice. I think that's where like New South Wales police have like a gun range in one of them or something. Or they open them up occasionally. So yeah. it was a couple weeks ago that they had one of those tours. That's as cool. Well. That'd be cool as well. Wow. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, and Lionel Hutz is fucking. It's a pen that looks like a cigar. Isn't that something? The Simpsons did it first. That looked like a vape. Oh, it really? like it did. Vape. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Looked like an e-cigarette from way back. But yeah, Lionel Hutz has always had like his information on things that are other things, like yeah. that card that was also a sponge. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and the smoking monkey. Yeah. Just another puff. <laughs> so yeah, the other guest star of the episode, Lionel Hutz, who is actually named Phil Hartman. There you go. <laughs> he two bites of the cherry. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, he played Lionel Hutz, of course, and he also played Plato. 
<laughs> well, the act of playing Plato. <laughs> yeah. His was philosophy that... is enjoy. Mm. Was that his Troy McClure voice, though? Is like, is it a down and out Troy McClure? It sounded just a little bit bassier. Yeah. Well, I wondered if well, he was acting. Just a washed up Troy McClure. Mm. Yeah. Yes or no, would you watch this one again? Yes. Um, not for a while. $100,000, yes. <laughs> but yeah, I'd watch this again. Uh, we'd watch it again. We'd put it in a playlist. What playlist would this go in? Lionel Hutt's business cards, obviously. Mm-hmm. And Haunted House. We mentioned those. Yep. Grandpa in love. Ah, um, yes. Disneyland references. There's two in this one. Oh, yeah. The, first of all, Disneyland, spelled D-I-Z-N-E-E. Yeah. Uh, it's like not affiliated yeah, with, with Disneyland, Disneyland. Walt Disney or anything about the Walt Disney Corporation. And then two, when they're queuing up, trying to get Abe's money, and then... Kent is lining up as well. He goes past a sign that says a uh, 90 minute wait from this point. Oh, yeah. Which I thought, <laughs> well, that's cute as well. Very Disneyland. Yep. That was a good Kent Brockman in this as well. I'd yeah. put this in a Kent Brockman playlist. Not since my marriage to Stephanie the Weather Girl has this town been interested in rumors <laughs> and innuendo. <laughs> Very good. Uh, wrote down also Larry Davis Experience playlist. Oh, yeah. They the, come back. Yeah, mm. the cover band that are in a handful of episodes. Who is just... Larry Davis? I don't know, actually. I don't know. Oh, yeah, just good references. I like the pomade that he's getting is called uh, Little Lindy's Pomade. And it's got a plane on it, which is a reference to like Charles Lindbergh doing uh-huh. a solo flight. Oh. And it says, you'll never play solo again. Uh-huh. It's weird that he reads out the quote. Yeah. <laughs> Wrongly sized... Simpsons household room episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That lounge was big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're still figuring out the geography of the <laughs> house, that's for sure. Jordan, what would you like to change about this episode? That's a hard one. Look, if I was going to change anything, I don't want to take away from the, the message, I guess, of the yeah. episode. But, like, it wouldn't hurt to have a few more jokes because it was a very serious episode. Like, it wasn't to say that it wasn't funny, but that wasn't the point. Yeah. So I don't know how you inject more humor without taking away from that. Far be it from me to assume that I could write a better season two Simpsons episode. Yeah, a couple extra jokes wouldn't hurt. That's all. How about you, Eddie? What would you like to change? I'm on the same line. I don't think you can change much of it because it is a classic. It's got a good story. It's solid. But one thing I would have liked to explore more is when Grandpa was looking to take ideas from people. Mm. Yeah. Mo started going on about an adventure to find treasure, and I would have liked <laughs> yeah, to yeah. explore that. to some guy's house. I would have liked to have done an Abe and Mo treasure hunt. <laughs> yeah. There's an odd pairing, yeah. <laughs> we just like have them out at the front of this like old shack milling. Well... Yeah. I guess we're done. <laughs> <laughs> and I do love how it's like, yeah, three suggestions. That's pretty stupid, but you're the front runner. <laughs> like, really? Okay. Mm. How about you, BT? What would you like to change? When in the middle of the discount line safari and Abe's not having a good time, he's like, wow, what a wing ding. I would like to bring back the term wing ding. <laughs> but like shindig, I assume, is its uh, closest. Yeah, I assumed it, it was like that old comic about Joker's boner. <laughs> yep. Although that's what, actually in the first episode, that's what the demolition car guy named Homer's car. It was Homer's boner. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Laugh at my boner, will they? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Ah, language in its ever-changing forms. <laughs> but yeah, Wingding got, kind of got appropriated by Microsoft Word. And, and yeah, ever since then. Let's bring it back. Yeah. It's been quite a Wingding of a day. I still don't think I understand what Wingdings is for. It was to have basic clip art. Was it? No, 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 but I, I think I've read a Wikipedia article about it, but I've since forgotten because it was so forgettable. I'm sure there was Wait, like a reason. You're not fluent? In <laughs> Wingdings. 
Windmill letter letterbox. Bird bird. Bird bird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, violent cab. Oh, God. Remember around 9-11, people were like, yeah, yeah Wingdings predicted 9-11. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Shut the fuck up. It was so dumb because, yeah, the one they were using was like for a Qantas flight number and there was no way it was a Qantas plane. Yeah. Yeah. Even then, it's like, okay, we're the head of the Illuminati. Now let's hide our plans in yes. Wingdings. <laughs> <laughs> In another language's fucking obscure <laughs> clip art font. They see that Simpsons episode and you go, we could do that. <laughs> what I'd change, yeah, this is another one where I'd feel totally underqualified to improve this. I kind of agree with, yeah, the point that I could use a few more jokes. Yeah. I, I just love how this episode rolls out. You kind of feel as an audience member, oh, B's gone already? Like, mm. what mm. What of this tragic love story? But that's kind of the point. Yeah. I think the only time this episode lags for me is in the casino scene, and there's a little bit of a disconnect with Grandpa Fig and Homer reconciling, and then Homer trying to chase him down and say, i got to tell him I don't care about his money because, like, mm. it wasn't really the point then. But, again, I don't really feel qualified enough yeah, to know I think it's worth it. the joke of, where's Abe Simpson? i got to tell him I love him and I don't care about his money. Yeah, we get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> or just the bit where, yeah, he's breaking off from the speedy chase and pull into a crossing blow. Give me a double cheeseburger to the onion rings and the sprouted milk and <laughs> goddamn hurry. <laughs> I like how it just cuts at that point. That's great. I like yeah. That's good cut. Mm. All right, we are here. BT, do you have any other notes? All right, so right at the end, when Grandpa's letting everyone into the uh, B Memorial dining hall, there is a character model that walks in that looks exactly like B. And I've always wondered, is this them just being lazy and saving money and not getting an extra character model? Or is this them, you know, suggesting that, hey, B's still there in spirit? I have brought it up on Frankie Yak, if you're curious. This is B, and this is the lookalike down the bottom right. Oh, we'll post this on Instagram. I mean, yeah, it's not it's not exact. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's similar. Uh, yeah, it's nice. It's and it's quite similar. Like yeah. you'd think you would avoid putting anyone who looked similar in that scene for her absence, but I've always yeah. wondered, is that meant to be her in spirit? Well, yeah. I mean, it's definitely not as egregious as that white Christmas blues incident where there were two Moes in the crowd. Yeah. And it's very distinctly two Moes. <laughs> it's most Islack and so Mislack. <laughs> Was that all your notes, sorry? Yeah, that was it. Anything else, Eddie? I loved at the start when it opened with, they went to the liquor store. The trip was yeah, to yeah. the liquor store for Abe. <laughs> and all he got out of it was one piece of beef jerky. Like, he didn't even he get booze. <laughs> yeah. Throws it into a drawer full of full beef, of beef jerky. It was a so great guy. the liquor store a lot. <laughs> and that looked like terrible jerky. It looked like yeah. a it tree like bark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Licorice. <laughs> Yeah, and I love that it was a reoccurring bit when he was looking for his palmate as well. It's like, yeah. nope, that's the beef jerky <laughs> draw. How do I figure that's the beef jerky draw? <laughs> and how about you, Jordan? If you can find a cheaper lion, you must be in Africa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there were some good sign gag jokes in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Always are. I liked that there was no like cheap joke about the funeral, because they've had funerals in other episodes, and it's always a chance for Homer to... Bumble about the channel, yeah, or like, or grimy as he liked to be known, yeah. or you know, whatever. It's kind of a funny funeral. Get hey, your it, hot dogs here. Yeah. yeah, it was genuinely a solemn moment. This one was, yeah, like it was actually sad. Which also because, like, I'm thinking about Grandpa's sexual history. Oh dear. <laughs> Ew. This is like B is probably his one true love. I think he was with Mona, but I don't know if they were ever like super happy and like in mm. love and everything. Like he was a grizzled war vet i guess at that time and he wasn't yeah. like super happy and he's had you know that relationship with like the you know Mrs. the Bouvier. yeah exactly and so this is like the one where it's like he shows the most heart and it feels like he's actually in love and and this is would be a real big kick in the he heart was torn him. from him after yeah. a month yeah mm. lastly i just want to know what plato would think about 
his image being used to promote gambling. <laughs> I don't know if it would be positive, mm. but mm. he's dead for yep. thousands of years. <laughs> so too bad, Plato. <laughs> He'd really have to think on it, wouldn't he? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I do know some spot things. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know if he looked at a jar of Play-Doh, would he be like, ha, ah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they did mean that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, but it's funny because they explored that in the How to Get Ahead in Dead-vertising, like Treehouse of Horror segment oh, yeah. that was like such a disappointment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was a whole bunch of crap, wasn't it? All right, it's time for my final notes. Active wear, can I get a price on a wool shawl? <laughs> So, so good. And active wear as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's old people active wear going mm-hmm. outside. Yeah, yeah. Um, in shawls. Yeah, the lion's just destroying the car and eating the deer <laughs> so carcass. Uh, zebra. Zebra carcass, yeah. rather. A stripy deer, as <laughs> I like to call them. Yeah. 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 Old stripy deer. One having a staring contest with Bart. and yeah. <laughs> They don't really know how to draw lions. Yeah. You know what lions look right, right? They don't like stretched out like the paddle pop lion like what are you doing <laughs> anyway doesn't matter doesn't matter yeah on the roller coaster with ghost b grandpa calls homer the big fat dickon and for a split second yeah. i thought oh i missed the big fat dickhead yeah <laughs> also oh well i mean he must have that hat pinned onto his yeah. hair scalp it's the uh mm. you know he what like- is the top of his head <laughs> that's got to be hair is it yeah, though? It's same like, color as skin. It looks like his <laughs> presumably is hair. It, is it like that old people who used pomade would have like their hair would be like ripply? Mm, is I'm it assuming, that? Yeah. And that's mm, why it's like. Just locked in. Yeah. Now he can afford to buy more pomade. So it's yeah, probably true. stuck in. But it is a weird thing to think about like the real world equivalent that if someone's hair color was so similar to their skin tone that you yep. couldn't really tell where one Just started and the other. Don't ended. overthink it. We've <laughs> seen The Simpsons overthink it. It's not been comfortable. Yeah. Is there still room at that table for an um, old idiot or whatever? Oh, we'll have to move a chair in from the den, but sure. <laughs> Bart. <laughs> yep. It's time to rank this thing. BT, you're first. Man, this is a tough one. It is iconic as hell. It's really well paced, but it's just not as funny. I was very tempted by a cubic zirconia, but I don't think I can go that high because it's just not quite as fun and not quite as essential to the Simpsons experience. However, it is a really great episode, very heartfelt, very well paced and plotted and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to go with the gold. Solid gold. And Jordan? Watching this episode makes me wonder how much value I place in nostalgia and everything else and repeated viewing and everything because... I watched it and I'm like, it's really nice, but it's nowhere near my favorite episode mm. of The Simpsons. So my initial gut reaction was silver, but I'm like, is that harsh? Is that just because I haven't watched it as much as like a season three episode? But I think I have to stick with it. I think I have to give it a silver because I, I would watch it again, but I wouldn't like watch it over and over like I can with Cubics and Golds. Sure. Eddie? I like the story. I think it was well paced out. It was missing a lot of jokes and I don't think it was as punchy is what I like Simpsons to be, and I don't feel like they found their footing yet, being yep. at season two, so I'm going with Silver. All right. Once again, we've got a split down the middle ranking. I'm going gold with this one. Again, just on mm-hmm. gold. This is one of those ones where I'm giving it a little bit more because like, even though I was a kid, I probably wouldn't have revisited this one that much, or if it came on, it's like, oh, it's a fucking Grandpa B episode. Mm. Yeah, this one, like, it ages nicely. Mm. Good wine, you know. And I got a lot more out of it than I certainly did in previous viewings. Definitely not up in cubic. Like mm-hmm. I was definitely on the silver border. And yeah, agree with you guys in your ranking. But I'm agreeing with Beach, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that Beach will... wins. <laughs> he does. 
So that will equal a dull gold. This will be the second episode from season two to get dull gold. The other one being Homer versus Lisa and the Eighth Commandment, where yeah. they get the other illegal cable TV, yeah, 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 illegal yeah. cable hookup. Some other classic dull golds: Mountain of Madness, which was a weird one because that was a cubic silver silver. Yeah, still yeah. controversial. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Beach, you and Danny fucking silvered it, and I cubic it, and I still I remember. think you're wrong. <laughs> I'm willing to revisit it. That's the beauty of a shared voting system. That's, That's how you get Tom Gleason winning the gold, Logie. <laughs> so, other dull golds, Selma's Choice, which we mentioned before, mm. um, Great Aunt Gladys, that was her name, dies and they go to Duff Gardens and all yep. that. Krusty gets cancelled. And also season one's There's No Disgrace Like Home, which is another Dr. Marvin Monroe episode where <laughs> right, he puts yeah. a baby in a chair where she can get electrocuted. He's a twisted motherfucker. Maybe he, he didn't hook it up, but she made it so that she can electrocute other people. No, no she, she gets, gets electrocuted. electrocuted. Oh, oh, she, oh, okay. Wait, she actually gets electrocuted? She gets electrocuted. <laughs> Jesus. As do the children, but the baby is the one that I'm going to hone in on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, look, that about does it for the Simpsons Index for today. But, you know, before we get out of here, we like to briefly talk about things that we've been into lately. Books, TV, movies, music, video games, uh, uh, serviettes. What are some things that you're into? Oh, good. I've been waiting to talk about serviettes. Well, we'll start with you then, Jordan. <laughs> yeah. So we've got the serviettes uh, that say Mikasa Sukasa. Oh, that's charming. But it doesn't say Mikasa S. Sukasa. So it's just literally saying... My home. My your house. Home. Your house. <laughs> like, this is the divide. Don't touch anything. They're, anyway. <laughs> they're serviettes for two different places. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, no, for real. Since I've last done Index, I've played two of my fellow Indexers' favorite games of the <laughs> year, month, forever. Danny has a lot of favorite, best games ever, so, I yeah. mean, it's hard to tell with that guy. But I know Beej has talked about it for, like, several months in a row. So yep. I played Katana Zero. Yep. Which I found enjoyable. It was fun. It was cool. It was challenging for the most part. I've played it now, and I'm like, cool, I can put that aside now. And then I, I played Hollow Knight. Well, I'm, I'm still playing Hollow Knight. Mm -hmm. I'm almost done. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just get all the charms. Mm. <laughs> maybe I'll get all the charm notches. Mm. Maybe I'll collect those, too. <laughs> anyway, so, and I like them both. They're not my favorite games of mm -hmm. all time, and that's okay. Yes. Um, okay, <laughs> good. But they're fun. And then on a, a TV front, I am just started watching for the first time the first like Evangelion series. Oh, nice. oh yes. Which is amazing. Actually, really good. Like You think of a lot of like very cutesy anime and stuff that is very blah, and like it's just pandering. <laughs> I mean, some of the symbology is very overt. Like mm -hmm. the enemies are literally called angels, and when they like you know the blasts go into the shape of crosses and stuff, you know. But <laughs> the emotion and like the use of silence and just like certain shots are just really great, and I'm loving it so far. So I'm about a quarter of the way through at the nice. moment. It's only 24 episodes if you want to check it out. Sorry, I'm a very big fan. I was thrilled when it came to yeah. Netflix. I haven't got to it yet. But, well, uh... No, don't watch the Netflix adaptation. Really? Why? Yeah, because they've redone all this translation, ah, okay. and the translator has changed a bunch of subtext from the original right. so well i do still have the original dvds yeah so i got completely legally a blu-ray copy which has the original translation because what they've done is look in the original there's another kid kaoru who's he's another boy and he has kind of like he tells him that he, he loves the main character yeah which is very plain and it's not meant to be like subtextual at all it, it's, it's like i do love you and it, whether it's romantic love or whether it's like fraternal love but it does say, definitely say love the new one they've kind of changed that to say like I like you a lot, 
and then he, they've kind of pushed mm. this other romance with another female character instead, which doesn't really exist, and they've, they've done a bunch of other stuff. So I'm, I'm angry now. And also, <laughs> they couldn't get the licensing for the version of Fly Me to the Moon that plays over the last credits, so... Uh. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, just watch the original. And if you're going to watch it, remember that End of Evangelion is very weird with a reason. So yeah. research that but first. But they, they did release a movie that kind of tied up a little bit of loose yeah. ends but the, for you. Yeah, we have to remember the movie came afterwards. Sorry, yeah. I'm going to do this as, mostly as a warning because the original creator got a bunch of death threats when the series didn't end the way the fans wanted it to. And so they were like, okay, we'll do a movie. You want, you want an ending? Here's your fucking ending. <laughs> yeah. So it's a mix between... This is kind of what we wanted to originally, and also, fuck you. No. <laughs> so it's it's brutal. <laughs> and how about you, BT? What have you been into? I just started reading the other day Norse Gods by Neil Gaiman, who's basically just... I mean, it's, Norse Gods are an interesting kind of subject matter, but anytime you read it, it's usually like a Wikipedia article, and it's very kind of sterile, and just, you know, this is what the original thing was, and here's some interpretations of that symbology, whereas he's just doing basically taking over the role of, like, the fireside storyteller, just retelling these stories, uh, which is also where I found out about, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Ratatoska, which is the squirrel that lives on the tree of the world that runs up and down delivering messages and is a mischievous character. So this is where I learned that Norse is both a mix of metal as fuck and adorable as hell. (laughs) Can you imagine a squirrel that is big enough to run up and down the world tree, though? It doesn't say it's a big squirrel. It just says it's a squirrel. Uh, In the pictures I've seen, it's always like, equivalent to the tree well here's a picture of it wearing a little viking hat oh um and how about you eddie what have you been into there's a show uh which is on netflix at the moment uh which is happy with an exclamation mark oh yep yep and that show is phenomenal Uh, i think it got severely underrated Mm. but um who doesn't like pat oswald and what's his name handsome face Christopher <laughs> Mellon yeah. Maloney. Uh, Maloney. Yeah, Christopher Maloney. God, he's uh, so oh attractive. My God. Fantastic show. The second <laughs> season, not as good as the first one, but still both of them are just such good watches and just outrageous. Like, you just don't see things coming. Yeah, I've been curious to check out the second season because I was mixed to positive on the first. The one thing that stuck out to me is I just really didn't like the animation on Happy himself, I thought. Yeah, it is a bit jarring. Yeah. Um, I think it's hard to do when you, you know it's an imaginary character and it should look fake, but also put it in the real world. Mm. Yeah. You know, they could have actually done a 2D character. Yeah, I think that would have worked. Yeah, well. totally. And then um, I've been playing Mordhell, which is fantastic and it's been in the news a lot lately because does anyone know Mordhell? Nope. No. Don't. So it's Sorry. I think it's 32v32 so 64 medieval combat. Yeah. So you build Oh no, I have yeah. seen bits of it. Yeah, sorry. I didn't know the name of it, but I have seen footage of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you build your character, you put on whatever armor you want. Um, it's very spec-based, so like you only have 16 points to spend and and maybe a spear costs 10. So if you're mm-hmm. getting a spear, then you have very little points left for armor so it's a lot of strategy around it but it's been in the news a lot lately because of it's got a super toxic community yeah um and there was a rumor that came out recently they were going to introduce more customization letting people to play as female characters letting them be different races and things like that but at the same time they'd also introduce a toggle which would allow people to turn that off so every character is only white if they want it to be that way oh, dear. Oh, um, and it boy. turned out that wasn't true and they've since <laughs> come out about it but yeah it's very toxic community but great game yeah <laughs> well <laughs> actually that always, this is not always the way actually being able to segue from that the thing i'm going to recommend is pointandclickbait.com friend of the show james from pods in the key of springfield like and subscribe like and subscribe (laughs) he's writing for this website that i've just been absolutely adoring lately i've joined their patreon as well so yeah it's basically a gaming parody website what was one of the articles fucking i'm gonna have to bring it up sorry satirical i'm guessing from Mm -hmm. the sand very satirical okay 
The only other thing I'd recommend in the meantime is um, Juice Media on Facebook do honest government ads, and they are fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I've seen them being shared around, but yeah. I never knew who it was from. It was mm. Juice Media? Juice Media. Yeah, so some of the articles you can find on Point and Clickbait. New fears that violent shooting simulators may encourage children to gamble. <laughs> That's legit, though. It's topical, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Pokemon Sword and Shield won't let you import all of the deep-seated hang-ups you had from your childhood. <laughs> uh, and James's article recently, which I fucking love, <laughs> Nintendo denies the existence of Wet Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, for gamers especially, like it takes a very satirical look, and especially yeah, poking lots of fun at the various toxic communities and beliefs and stuff in in gaming. So yeah, mm. pointandclickbait.com, good fun. All right, guys. Well, yeah, that about does it for this week. Eddie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And Jordan, as always. You. Oh, sorry. I heard that you, you almost shouldn't say you're welcome when someone says thank you because that's like <laughs> I did you a favor, so you're welcome. But if you say, like, no problems, like, no, of course I would do that for you. Like Maui and Moana. Yeah. It's like a real condescending song. Yeah, so no problem, bud. If <laughs> I say thank you back, is that fun? I think so. I was looking if you got something to thank them for. Well, I was here. Well, yeah. yeah, that's true. We had fun. I don't. I come <laughs> by because I'm obligated. No, I'm not. I love it here. That's why I woke up at five to get here. Mm, thank you, buddy. Yep, and Beach, thank you, as always, for being chained up in this room. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> And I've been your host, Elliot Jeroneal. That's all the mustard in the house! You're welcome at home, too. Thank you for listening to The Simpsons Index Podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash thesimpsonsindex or at simpsonsindex on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes! Anyway, it's okay. time to... There, that was a bad time. Time. Bad it's time. time. Mm-hmm. Me, 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 me. And, all right, everyone's hearing good out of both ears. And... Two men hears good, you'd hear well. <sighs> when we started doing this podcast was around season 27 of The Simpsons. And we were like, ah, oh, 27 will be the last one for sure. Yep. <laughs> 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 I think they're renewed oh, no. up till 72 now. Nice. <laughs> I can't believe that's actually a it's thing now. Like, oh, yeah. ASMR has gotten to the point that it's that popular. Did you see, you know it's ruined when it's commercial because yeah. uh, Reese's Pieces did a commercial the other day where they were like opening the packets and oh, chewing. No. Oh, it's oh. awful. It's so awful. Wait, I don't chewing? know if I want chewing yeah. in my ear. I, I, I like the idea of the packet. That's yeah. like, you know, a signature thing. You can be like, oh, you know this is the sound of a delicious time. <laughs> yeah. The chewing is then creepy as fuck. No yeah, or like that. with the recipe, like the undoing of the foil. I think yeah. that would be really yeah. good, but it's, not yeah. chewing in my ear. You don't no, want to hear you. people, like, it's gross. No matter what. <laughs> then again, I guess it may still trigger the ASMR response, like mm. the kind of, <laughs> but in a gross way. Yeah. Mm. In a filthy Filthy way. Mm. Filthy ASMR. I wonder if that, that's probably a thing. The internet works oh, very quickly. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Just look up yeah. ASMR on Pornhub. Oh, 100,000 <laughs> results? Cool. <laughs> All right. Was there ever any question? Yeah. Porn does it first. Porn's an innovator. Yeah. True. Yeah. That's right. They're leading the VR revolution now. Mm. Yeah. Why do you think we have like home video? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why mm-hmm. we have vhs right instead of beta yeah, because, because the porn industry said we're going to use vhs and yeah. that is what yeah. and then everyone was like honey i think we should buy vhs instead of beta don't ask why <laughs> wow thank you porn oh this is this is asmr <laughs> i'm just going to enjoy this sometimes you can hear the bubbles if you turn the gain up for a lot mm. oh i like that <laughs>
It's either cola or acid. <laughs> mm. Also, just one more, quicker. Ooh. That's been the ASMR index. <laughs> All right, we are here. BT, do you have any... Oh, are there any other musical moments of this episode? Not that we haven't talked about it, I don't think. Mm. Um, Embraceable Aqualung. <laughs> Sounds gross.